0: San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. Joe Reinager, Jason Minnix, The Blitz. Live from Los Angeles. Powered by A.A. Best Bail Bonds. Nearside yeah. app, Texas Cheer tag. Liquor, <laughs> and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Can
1: we go now? It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. Nothing like a false start on the first play of the game. That's all right. Big voice guy with the normal intro, then the pause, and then all the... Super Bowl stuff, and yeah, I'm I'm ready to go, man. I'm fired up. Day two here in L. A. on Radio Row. He's Joe Ryan Eagle. I'm Jason Menix. Let's have some fun.
2: It's awesome, isn't it? But <laughs> you're used to that penalties, Cowboys. You're, you're yeah, used to Yeah, fight me, that. Hand hand here, we right? go. here we go. Here we go. Right out of
1: the game <laughs> All right. So we might have had to go back five, but we're going uh, big today with a lot of stuff here on day two uh, from Radio Row. You know, a lot more energy in the building yeah. today than than yesterday. Uh, Rob and Rudy and Michael Jimenez left early last night they got a nap so they are actually with the living today you know we're we're in los angeles those guys we go to a great dinner last night a fantastic dinner that for most people would put you to sleep honestly but we go to dinner last night and then we're ready to go drink we're in los angeles right you know the wives are at home and rob says all right boys it's time to go and rudy's like i'm with you I'm with you, and Mike Menez was asleep at the table. so I mean, it didn't matter. That dude dude, it, it was knocked really, out. It was really sad, yeah, because
2: I've, I've heard all these stories about you guys on the road mm-hmm. and how much fun it is and how much you do and go and you uh-huh. do, And I'm like, dude, what's happening?
1: Well, they're doing a morning show now. (laughs) Uh, I guess that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And we're on the West Coast. Yes, we are. I mean, even we got back like at 1, it was like being back at 3 a.m. I know it. I know it. Hey,
2: I I have to admit I was a little tired, too, but we had a good time last night, and uh, dinner was fantastic, man. That was – I think all of you guys have a little envy over what I ordered. That's all I've heard all day long. It's like, hey, Reineagle had the smothered pork chops. You guys just went, you know –
1: Dude, I, fried chicken, right. man. I went I went, I went. I went fried chicken. Now you're you're at a you're at a soul food place. Right. You're, you're getting the chicken, right? I mean, no, I'm it, getting the smothered pork well, you chops. you can do that, but I'm judging this place on how they do their chicken. All right. Right. And that chicken last night was phenomenal. It is comparable to say Gus's fried chicken. Okay. The way they did right. it. We had plans here to go at, at some point to go to Roscoe's. Yeah. You know and, and Rudy's been great. I'm sorry. I can give a damn about going to Roscoe's now because they're chicken, which is good. It is good. I have found so much better. That Roscoe's at this point is going to be a disappointment.
2: Well, dude, I'm going to tell you what. We could go back to that place every night and get something different. I mean, there it's one of those places you go and you look at the menu and you say, I want that, or this would be good, or that would be good. There were like four or five items that I could go back and, and try. Because that place was fantastic.
1: You know, uh, Rudy J, who is actually sitting right there, is commenting on our Facebook live feed. Because yeah. I don't think he wants us to give him crap for... Uh, going home early. He says he's a a good team player. He's, he's loyal. He, he saw that his teammate needed to go take a nap, so he didn't want him to go home alone. Uh, you know, we travel in pairs. You know, it's that whole military, f- the, the, except for Michael Jimenez was on his way home, too. It's not like right. we we're going to have Rob walk home alone. I mean, you know, he had Jimenez with him, well, so. Well, that's kind of like walking home alone. If, isn't if, it? if, I mean. if, well, I mean, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of half there. But at least, you know, uh, uh, so, so Rudy might be playing the good teammate card, but, uh, it's not like Rob would have had to go home alone. No, he wouldn't have. Although, yeah, all of those guys were just worn out. I
2: I think Rudy was being a good guy though, because I think Rudy had some. He had some stuff left. He had a little gas I, in the. i I'm not, he had a little I'm gas not, in the tank I, left. I'm not sure,
1: man. That 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 light was on. It was close <laughs> to E. Ah. I mean, when you know, when Rudy's eating and uh, and then says. No, I don't need another one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, we were all full. I, I, I mean, I needed a while before I could drink because I, I was full, full. And at that restaurant, I need to know who in San Antonio does fried deviled eggs. Oh, because man. Because those were the appetizer last night. I, I am a deviled egg fan. I have never heard of or had fried deviled eggs before. Dude, that's my
2: first time. That was the first time for me, and, and they were fabulous. And I'm not a huge deviled egg fan. But they were fabulous. And and I would eat those again. We and they didn't last long, I'm gonna tell you that.
1: I we got two orders right. of, of the appetizer. Yeah. I know Brendan Accounting is going to bleep when she sees <laughs> that receipt get turned in. But I mean it was all of us, yeah, right? I, I mean you know, and it's Los Angeles, yeah. right? But but in reality, Brenda, get ready. In reality, <laughs> I, I, I need to find a restaurant that does fried deviled eggs. I and don't know of any in San Antonio. It, well somebody somebody's gonna know one. Somebody's gonna find one, and if not, somebody get in your kitchen and experiment wow. and come up with fried deviled eggs. Those things will change your life.
2: Now, dude, and it's not something you can put in an air fryer. No, okay, this no. has got to be in a grease. And, yeah,
1: I mean, I, I mean, you got the fried chicken, you got the fried catfish, you got all that kind of stuff, and then you're putting the whatever they did with the deviled eggs in there. I, I don't know. I mean, it, when I first saw it, I was like, fried deviled eggs. That sounds interesting. It's like something you'd find at the state fair. It was no, fabulous. this was not fair food.
2: It was fabulous. That, and it was not a health food place we ate at last night. What? But it was fantastic. Dude, there was more grease in everybody's food than you've eaten in a year. <laughs> I promise you. But it was fabulous.
1: <laughs> Maybe you haven't eaten in a year. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, no, I, I I'm, you're, you're right. I mean, when they have the defibrillators on the table, you know you're in a good spot. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> I mean, that's, right. That's what it boils down to. A lot to get into Woo, today we do, we here do. on The Blitz. And, of course, uh, on Twitter, he's at Joe Ken's Five. You can tweet at me at Jason. Next, the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines two and zero six five six ESPN six five six three seven seven six. We got a, a WWE superstar that's going to join us, and I know that because it says so on his business card. WWE superstar, right? How do you become a WWE? You work your ass off, and then you become a WWE superstar, and they put it right on the business card. Somebody called the Miz is going to join us a little bit later on in the show. We've got other actors. You a Criminal Minds fan? Absolutely. Yeah, David Rossi is going to join us. Joe Montegna in about 25 minutes from right now. Dude,
2: that guy's been in everything.
1: Mm-hmm, the Godfather. There's
2: one thing, though, I have a bone to pick with him Uh-oh. when he gets here. All right. There's one, one issue that I have with him. We're going to have to address that and, and work it out.
1: You're, I'm just telling you. are going to
2: tease him? I, I, I hope security's not with him because there's one issue that we have to iron
1: out, dude, Joe and I. He, 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 was, he, he, was, he was with the FBI. I'm just saying. I mean, that, I'm just that, saying. That dude, I mean, he doesn't need security. He is his own security. Okay. I mean, did you ever watch Criminal Minds? <laughs> you know, that guy will kill you and you don't even know it. Well, I, I mean, then he's going to solve the murder. You may or have to actually, do the rest of the
2: show by yourself. Then, as, as a part
1: of the BAU, he could kill you, make everything disappear. And not have any clues because he knows what they're looking for. I'm just saying, dude, I have
2: to do this. I feel compelled Uh to do this. It's Uh it's necessary. Defending my honor, in a way. That didn't come out right. That's not what I meant. Okay? (laughs) It's not exactly what I meant. Defending
3: my team's honor. Oh, your okay. team right. okay. honor. Okay,
1: yeah. Okay, I, I know where this is you going. You know where that's going. I know All where right. that's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there is a... Yeah, there he, is he's going to shoot yeah. you.
2: There's a there's a hatred there. Yeah,
1: no, I understand. Goes beyond... I mean, we could we could cancel the interview if we no, need to. No, 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 right. because we need to clear I mean, the air. Yeah, do, do Two that, guys do, named do, Joe yeah, need to do, clear the, do, the air. Do, do that at the end, <laughs> at, you know, at the <laughs> interview, so you don't piss him off. Okay, well. Well, because he's traveling around with some dude from a soap opera. Oh, yeah. When it's about that time, you can bring that up and so, you know... Okay, a General Hospital, dude. Can well, you know come all about General you. Hospital, don't you? I have no idea. Sure, you do, no. Jason. No, my wife used to work at Southwest General Hospital, but it's a very <laughs> that's different that's thing. That's about it, right? A very. Di- and you know, I never went inside. Ah, I, 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 I yeah, I don't like going in hospital. I don't. Anymore. I don't. I mean, there was one bad experience long ago when we were first dating, and I've never gone to visit my wife at work ever again. Okay, and I just, I don't care.
2: Well, you know, there that brings up all kinds of things that you could go visit your wife for. I mean, that would kind of be interesting. What? You know, if y'all ever spice things up a little.
1: Um, No. No? In the hospital? Sure. No. You don't think no.
2: that'd be cool to shut the door
1: and, and turn I mean, on, I, turn I, on I, the red light? And I, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I mean, no. I, um, no. <laughs> uh, Come on, Jason, live a little. Well, I mean, I, I you know, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see where you're going with that. Yes. I, I guess there, there's always a, uh, no. No. I, I mean, you know, maybe you, know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Right? Yeah, you, you, you never know. You never know. You, you, I'm
2: just telling you. If you need any, I, I, I should be a marriage counselor. I think. Well, that's, you've been that's through all... enough wives. You should
3: know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be Whoa. honest. Let I me. Mean, third time is a charm. It, it
2: is. It is. Oh
1: wow! I mean, uh, yeah.
2: Ouch. <laughs> okay. Ouch. <laughs> hey. You know, he's, he's speaking the truth. What can I say? <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: It's, but it's never my fault. You know, it's not it, my fault. I know it wasn't your fault. <laughs> never, 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 never. It was never. Oh, uh, okay. Never that, that was good. That was your good. Your fault. Well,
2: because
4: I never went to the hospital. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's more jokes there, too. but I'm, I
4: Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, so we're
1: here in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Thank you. On uh, Subaru <laughs> Radio Row. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Yeah, things just got a little hot, and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> I know, and it's so cold in this room. Yet you're you're sweating and doing five hour energy shots. I mean, yes, it's like, I am. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you, we we've struck a nerve with Mister Reineke. No, dude, I, I think
2: it was it was like a refrigerator in here earlier, but it's it's warmed up, or at least it, it seems like it, it,
1: it, it it's uh, No, it's just you starting to sweat. Is that uh, what it is? Because <laughs> it's still kind of cold in here, although you have a jacket on. A very nice one, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got a jacket here just in case, and, and that's part of traveling in Los Angeles, is... It does get cold it at, does. at night, extremely cold, and so it's that, how, how do you dress? And I'm a generally a half-zip guy. You went with a straight golf shirt today, so I, I know went, you're yeah, dying.
2: I went with the golf shirt. No, I'm good, and I wanted to, you know, a little comfortable. Well, I only brought three half-zips, and I don't want to, like, get them all dirty at once. Okay. Do you wear them more than once?
1: No. Exactly. I've got like six or seven. See, that's what I'm saying. Although, in reality, this one, I could probably get away with it because it's one of those Tommy Bahama reversible ones. Yeah. So I I, I probably could wear this multiple days, although I typically don't do that.
2: Dude, nobody's sweating in this building because it's so cold and there's an Old Spice setup right over there. So we're in good shape.
1: And if you ever want to know what the difference is between deodorant and antiperspirant, just ask Rob Thompson. Yeah, he knows. He will give you a science lesson on deodorant and, then, and the differences. I thought those were always a combination.
2: Don't I mean whenever <laughs> I get deodorant it always says antiperspirant deodorant. It's
1: both. It's it's the combo. It's it's like like PERT shampoo. It's your hair, hair, uh, shampoo and conditioner all right, in one. Right, You don't so, need two bottles. It's right there in one. I didn't know you could buy one of each. And then there's um what you call it uh sensitivities for all the different ones well that's why again that. yeah. if 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 you ever need advice on deodorant rob thompson he's your man he uh, like at one point i feel like he sold deodorant door to door i mean he have. had to spiel down like it was vacuum cleaners <laughs> or encyclopedias i've learned more about deodorant today than i ever have in my entire life and
2: really didn't need to, but it's uh, you know it's one of those things that you just learn in life and, and and live with it, and you and you feel a little smarter because
1: of it. Well, it's funny though how you know as Rob is going through the spiel. You and I are, like, acting like we know this and walk away and go, I had no clue. <laughs> I had no idea. And then we're we're we're, we're over here somewhere eating, and Michael Menes walks up and goes, you know, I was today years old when I found out <laughs> there was a difference between this. It's like all of us individually have gone back and talked about to each other, like, did you know this about the other wow. How does Rob know this crap? <laughs> you know, we don't have much of a life, do we? We're in L.A. at the Super Bowl. We're talking about deodorant. Dude, we haven't left the convention center (laughs) since 10 o'clock this morning. I I mean, it's Groundhog Day It is number two. Although there is a lot of news to talk about today. Uh, Lots going on in the NBA. We will get you covered with that. Trade deadline is two days away. We would like to think that the San Antonio Spurs are doing something. They're on the phone. Uh, I'm curious to see where Thad Young goes. More importantly, what do we get in return? And do do other moves get made? I mean, you're hearing reports of this guy or that guy. But, again, when I hear reports, I go, well, it ain't going to happen. Well, the report, the big report is, is that the
2: Spurs turned down an offer from the Chicago Bulls for Jakob Pertl. So he's on the on the trade block as well if the Spurs can get something for him. But I have a feeling they're asking a lot
1: that teams might not be interested in doing. Well, and I look at that and I wonder, is he on the trade block? Or are teams calling about him and the Spurs are just saying no? Yes. Because, I mean, yes, well, there's reports that Chicago wanted him, Spurs turned him down. <laughs> what we don't know is, were the Bulls and the Spurs having conversations and ultimately they didn't get to the asking price or is that somebody that just called Brian Wright and said hey and Brian said no I mean we, we, we don't know I think the Spurs are open to trading Jakob Purtle
2: if they get the right deal, but they're not going to give him away for a bag of chips. They they want something in return, and if the offer is there, if there's something there, yeah, I think they would say goodbye to Jakob Pertl. He's playing well. I don't think his trade value's ever been as good as it is right now. So uh, if they can get something for him, I think they would trade him away, but it's got to be something obviously good in return
1: and, and that's what we would like to see so we'll we'll talk some spurs coming up lots of nfl news as well Shireen williams who we talk to every tuesday during the year and we saw her at dinner last night she was at the same restaurant we were in uh, she will join us live here on radio row coming up at five thirty, as she always does uh pledge let me know when uh, the general is ready he's not ready he's not ready Are you going to communicate something here and let me know? I mean, is he? He's not ready. Mm. Have you called him yet? Yes. Okay.
2: That would be John McClain for everybody. His cell phone reception
5: is really bad. I'm guessing he's still in the bowels of energy somewhere.
1: The bowels of energy.
2: Yeah, there was a press conference today introducing Lovey Smith as the new head coach of the Houston Texans. And uh, John McClain sends out a tweet yesterday that was really – Angry,
1: I I would say. You know, a lot of ways to take what happened. And, and, uh, you know, and even Brian Flores' people are are saying, yeah, man, Brian Flores, you know, helped Lovey Smith get a job. They're taking credit for it. And by all accounts, and one from John McClain, and, you know, I know he's juggling about 15 plates right now, but uh, supposed to be on with us at uh, 4.15 to kind of talk about what has transpired. I like the hire for the Houston Texans. Ultimately, I, I like the hire. I don't like how they got to Lovey Smith.
2: Yeah, it was—it's dirty the way they got there. I—I am hey, rooting for Lovey Smith. I hope he does a great job there. I really do. I just don't think that this was who they were going to hire. Had it not been for Brian Flores and his lawsuit. so maybe his people are correct. But it worked out that he was hired, and I—I I hope he goes up there and, I, and, and kicks butt.
1: I really do. Well, and you think about the dumpster fire that is the Houston Texans yes. organization and how poorly they handled their head coaching search. Tell me the irony in the opening press conference today with general manager <laughs> Nick Casario introducing Lovie Smith as the new head coach. With a, a number of different candidates, and that was pretty fluid. I think this process in and of itself is very fluid, <laughs> and we have.
5: Uh,
6: going a fire <laughs> but don't use the elevators <laughs> all right i'll try to talk over the
1: microphone but anyways this process is pretty fluid right yeah yeah um dude it's a press conference to introduce your new head coach and the fire alarm is going off as nick casario starts talking Dumpster fire. Yeah. Dumpster fire. God knows it's a dumpster fire and rang the alarm bell. Absolutely right. That could not
2: have, the timing of that could not have been any better at all. And you, the look on Casario's face is like, what's happening? Yeah, he didn't know what was going on. And it's just, you know, you try to laugh that off, but it's just, it's ironic. And it's irony at its finest, and it, it was perfect.
1: Well, and again, I, 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 he, he, you can tell, you know, like the other day, yeah, you know, We get into the house and we hear gunshots. Yeah. I saw how Rudy reacted. Okay? Yeah. So it's so all I needed to know, right? I hear the uh, the fire alarm and I see Nick Casario's face. You know how that guy's going to react. That's yeah. All, that, 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 that tells you a lot about people. He panicked. <laughs> he, he panicked in the moment. Yet with David Coley, he was on the headset trying to tell him what to do on a third down. Right. That guy can't handle pressure. No, he can't handle pressure. And, and again, you, you said it hit the nail
2: on the head, that uh, it's just been a dumpster fire. And the whole way that this was handled was just just outrageous. I mean, outrageous. The whole thing was. But having said all that, Lovey Smith is a guy. I hope he does well. And Pep Hamilton promoted up to Offensive OC. Offensive
1: coordinator, yes. You know, yes. And, and, and I think that's good. And uh, yeah, Like I said, I like the hire. I don't like the route in which they got there. You know, when you look at Davis uh getting some continuity with some coaching staff, uh but but again, Lovey's in no position to turn that job down, right? Um the the idea that you know, I've seen on Twitter, Oh man, I would turn that down. No you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. He's, he's, he's head coach of an NFL franchise, millions of dollars a year. Hopefully I I I, I can't see I can't see him lasting just one year because there's no way Nick Casario fires a coach after one year two years in a row so you know he's going to get at least two Uh, let's talk about it with the general John McClain from the Houston Chronicle I know it's been a busy day John appreciate the time I, I was just saying I like the hire I don't like how they got there this has been the weirdest coaching search in recent memory
5: uh, weird's a good way to put it, discombobulated, but you know what? If you're, if you're trying to get somewhere and you take a bunch of wrong turns and you eventually get there on time, it doesn't matter how you got there. Uh, Lovey Smith was not in the running and I know they were going to hire Josh McCown and they were getting criticized locally and nationally because he has no coaching experience. And then after Brian Flores filed that lawsuit, you know, then every team step, take a, took a step back to reevaluate. And they're like, okay, we've interviewed suits guys. We've interviewed three, McCown and uh, Brian Flores and Philadelphia defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon twice. And they, and Lovey Smith, as the associate head coach, had been involved in those talks. They wanted his experience, same as they did with Romeo Cornell who's a senior advisor. And then I don't know, I'm guessing it was Nick Casario, because Jack used to be one my town in the worst way, and cause him, well, hey, let's talk t- to Lovey. He found that out Sunday. They interviewed him Monday morning, and then they hired him. And, uh, you know, it's funny, a lot of people love him, he's 63. When he was with Chicago, he, he did a t- really good job. If you take away his first season, a rebuilding season, he was 79 and 55, including three and three in the playoffs. That's 24 games over 500. And that division had Aaron Rodgers, it had Matthew Stafford, Megatron, they good teams in Minnesota and they did well. They reached the Super Bowl and lost to Indianapolis and they were, uh, he was NFL Coach of the Year. He had records 13-3, 11-5, 11-5, 10-6. Texans would kill for a record like that. And he came in second to Bill O'Brien here in 2014 when he didn't get it. Tampa hired him. He went two and fourteen. He got the first pick. They drafted Jameis Winston, starting him. And Winston, they had a four-game improvement to six and ten, and he got fired. I'm working on a co- column right now. Lovie Smith has unfinished business as an NFL head coach because of the way he was fired after a ten and six season in Chicago, and then to get fired after a four-game improvement in Tampa. He's the only African American's ever gotten three NFL coaching jobs, and I've known him for almost 30 years, and I really like and respect him, and uh, they went from a guy who has no coaching experience in college in the NFL to a guy that has 38 years, including 20 in the NFL.
2: John, obviously you know the Texans better than anybody, and with Easterby's love affair with Josh McCown, are they going to give Lovey Smith a chance? I mean, one year is not enough for anybody. I don't care who you are.
5: Lovey could go 0-17 and they won't be firing. It. There's no way that Nick Casario is going to fire two coaches back-to-back seasons after one one be uh, one and done. It just won't happen. And uh, there's talk about him adding McCown to the staff, which would be oh. disastrous. The yes. job's hard enough without Lovey Smith looking over his shoulder and seeing seeing Jack be trying to get McCown a job. McCown needs to go somewhere else. He needs to learn coaching somewhere else. And then if whenever they fire Lovey, they want to hire him, bring him in somewhere else. Because if he's here, everybody knows he'll be the coach in waiting. It'll be a constant source of irritation to lovey smith it would not be fair and i hope they don't do it
1: john we're up against the time wall real quick how many years did lovey smith get on his contract
5: i have no idea they don't say that too i'm guessing he got a two-year extension probably a four-year deal
1: Good deal. John McClain, always appreciate the insight and the knowledge and jumping on on what I know has been a busy day. Wish you were here in L.A., but, you know, the, the football guy said you're going to need to be in Houston because the Texans are going to hire a coach. So, <laughs> you know, that worked out extremely well. John, always appreciate it.
5: Guys, thank you very much. Have fun on Radio Row.
1: We certainly will follow John on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. We are in LA. Our AA Best Bail Bonds. Radio Row coverage will continue here Predict a perfect score and win fifty thousand
0: dollars. We want more money. Presented by yeah, Deach Tractor. Guess <laughs> now and win at SA
1: SportStar.com. here on San Antonio Sports Start, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. I'm Jason Benix. He's Joe Ryan Engel, our AA Best Bail Bonds. Big game coverage live in Los Angeles. We're in L.A. We're, we're going to get some stars. Absolutely. Wow. You guys doing all right? I, I want to introduce you as David Rossi. I'm sorry.
6: Years. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's a good run. No question. What, I,
2: I, are you guys bringing that back? Did I read somewhere that, that might come back?
6: You know, I'm reading it everywhere, but you know, nobody's handed me a check yet, so, <laughs> so uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of talk about it, but I'm, I'm, we're, I'm hopeful. I, I, I wouldn't mind jumping back into it some more, so we'll see. But as of right now, it's uh, it's still still talking in talking stages.
1: Joe Montagna with us, along with Ronnie Marmo from General Hospital fame. You guys are making the rounds on Radio Row, working on a lot of projects. And, you know Joe, you're always doing something it's like a turnaround you never want to stop working do
6: you no no what am i, I going to do there's, there's, you know i don't play golf well enough to just do that <laughs> but uh, but no i'm i'm happy to be here especially we're talking about the project we've done together that for the last 5 years we've had this play I'm not a comedian I'm Lenny Bruce that Ronnie wrote and stars in and I directed and and uh we're just continuing with that that's been a been a really a, a highlight for the last 5 years but tell us about the play Go ahead, Ron. Uh, well, you know,
7: so it's, it's about Lenny Bruce, the great Lenny Bruce. For those who don't know who Lenny was, he died in 66 uh, of an overdose. He was 40. But he was a comedian, and he was much more than that. But he was the first comic to get on stage and not have a set routine. He challenged the norms, society, all, all the things we're struggling with today. He was having that fight 60 years ago, so it's a little baffling, actually. Why did you guys want to do this? What, what was the passion to do this project? You know, I, I I fell in love with Lenny about seventeen years ago. I did someone else's play; it was a one man show, and it was a good script, and I had a great experience. I'm a little young for Lenny, so I you know I knew George Carlin and Pryor and these guys, but when I when I did the play, I was like, wow, I have a lot in common with this guy, and I appreciate what he did. So I wanted to I wanted to add more to that script, and the writer was like, no, thank you, it's written. I was like, okay. So I wanted to tell Warts and all, Lenny Bruce, you know. So I went off and I wrote my own, and once I had it to a place, I thought, well, okay. I think it's pretty good. Let me bring it to Joe. So I brought it to Joe and see if he would help me shape the rest of it and direct it. You know, so that's why I just I thought it was really important because obviously the the, the time we're in right now is crazy. Right. Cancel culture, yeah. free speech. It's under. It's always under attack, but now it feels like it's on another level.
1: What's the behind this curtain? Like when you talk about you have an idea, you take it to Joe. If Joe would have said, you know, this is crap, I don't want anything to do with it. Is it just dead?
7: No, we would have had a. You slice just go of to the beans. next guy. I, no, you know what? There was actually another guy uh, who uh, who had read it, and really wanted to do it, but I, uh, but I didn't want him to do it. I wanted Joe because I understood that Joe uh, just I, I just thought he'd have a gentle hand with it and, and understand what I needed to do with it. But no, I mean that's not how it works. If Joe. In fact, Joe and I had spoken about it prior, like a year or two prior. But, you know, we're all busy and everybody's doing things. So, no, you just kind of, you know, if Joe would have said no, I
6: would have said, all right, let's 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 go have a bite right. to eat and I'll go call somebody else. What do you want from me? <laughs> what
2: well, you were going to say no. Was this something that you really liked, Joe, right away when you saw this?
6: You know, one of my sayings in life, in the business, is if it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. So, in other words, when I, so I knew Ronnie, we had worked with him a bit on a few other little things prior to that. So when he came to me with this idea, I said, well, let me see what you got. And then when I saw him basically give a performance of what he had kind of written, it yet wasn't yet structured into the play, ultimate play form that it was going to be, I knew it was there. I, mean, I felt the writing was there and his performance was there. So I said, absolutely, I think it's there. If you, and if you're open to some ideas and how I'd like to change it and stage it, maybe move some stuff around, then maybe we can do something here." And I think we worked very well together and came up with this thing. And, you know, I've, I've nothing else. I've been in this business long enough to at least feel, you know, you, you have to trust yourself sometimes. You have to say to yourself, you know what, I think this really has merit. And then you just go for it. And we've, he's done now over 350 performances. We've been doing it for five years. So I guess, you know, maybe we weren't kidding ourselves.
1: Yeah, it's working, Joe Montagna. Joining us here on The Blitz along with Ronnie Marmo. Uh, Joe, i got to ask about Criminal Minds. Is thats yeah. that... Is that You've done so many different things. Is that the one that most people recognize you?
6: Probably more so now, but you never know. It depends where I'm at. I mean, I've just, I, I signed as many pictures of, of, of David Rossi of Criminal Minds as, as I do Fat Tony on The Simpsons. Because yeah. I've done that <laughs> twice as long. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done Criminal Minds for 13 years. I'm still doing The Simpsons, and I'm in year 32 now. <laughs> <laughs> so it really depends, or it could be it could be the people who want Godfather series. yeah, say, yeah. Hey, Joey Zaza! Or, you know, or it could be, hey man, I saw you in Dean Martin, or if it's some guy who's smoking a doobie, he'll be saying, man, airheads I love that. <laughs> uh, so you just don't you what, know,
1: what, what's, what's the one you did you go god I hope nobody ever asked me about this one
6: uh, well, and, um, that's including you <laughs> you, <just did>.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: you know I really don't have a list like that I got, go because I gotta say uh, you, uh, every when I when I get off uh, when I've asked that I often say to myself you know what if I stop and think about it, I, I have to always often remember, at the time I agreed to do it, it seemed like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to discount my, you know, my impetus at that time.
1: I, I've got to be 100%. I love Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. But lo- love it. In the last couple of years, especially the replays that, that are on all the time, all right. I, I had to stop watching. My daughter went to college. And so many of the episodes were about some college girl that came up missing. <laughs> or it, it, it was like er, every time you know, yeah. I'd watch one, I'd call I Erica and just say, You doing all right? Why, Dad? Uh, you know, it, it was a-
6: but they're our biggest fan base, I swear to God, because it, it became, we, we became viral on TikTok for mm-hmm. some reason yeah. right? with the pandemic and all this. So it's like this year alone I must have gotten, I'd say, 150 invitations to, to high school and college girls' graduations. Mm-hmm. And 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 if I've got that, that Matthew Goopler must have got a million. I <laughs> mean, uh, Shamar got an- another million. So I mean, I, and I think what it is is I think these young girls they they embrace it because they want to learn something from it. In other words, you know what? There's guys like that that would think thinks like this out there. I mm. want to know about it. So I think it's because they're smart. Well, it's
1: true. You know? I, I was like, I can't watch this anymore. And. That's one of her the, the
6: shows that they binge every day. I know that, that know? they do and that I'm reason. like,
1: why, why are you watching that? That's uh, you it's, know, but it's somewhat
6: educational. It is, I, you know, as weird as it sounds, <laughs> it's somewhat educational. You know, it's you know great.
2: when you guys look at a script for a movie or a TV series, what what are you looking for? I mean, is this something you read and you know right away, or is it something you got to think about, or you know, you don't like it right away?
7: Well, for me, it's it's when I read something, if I immediately have an instinct about it. if I, I identify with it somehow unless there's a lot of money then i find a way to <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what i mean there's, 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 there's that yeah. version we I have do. a
6: saying you you, do, you either do it for the bucks or you do it for the yucks you know yeah, that's
7: right. so so it depends you know my standards change based yeah. on <laughs> i tell you
6: i understand I, I remember when i got the script for searching for, for bobby fisher i remember when i read the script i thought to myself boy i really think this is terrific I mean, I really thought it was one of the best things I'd ever read. And then I, w- I had just finished the movie Bugsy at the time, and I was going to a party for the movie, and Ben Kingsley was also in that movie. And Ben had been offered, I'd heard it of, been offered this part in this Bobby Fischer film. So I says, I see him at the party I go, Ben, Ben. I said... Did you read that script, Searching for Bobby Fischer? Because I heard they were offering you a part two. And he goes, Oh, yes, Joe. I think it's one of the finest scripts I've read in my career. I said, I'm in. I said, I, I wasn't kidding myself. And ben Kingsley, you know, Gandhi thinks it's, 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 a good, it's good and I'm not, you know what I mean? So sometimes you need that little reinforcement. Totally. But, I, uh, but I, you know, I've got the series out now called As We See It on, on uh, Amazon Prime. And, and it's the same thing. When I read the pilot script... I thought this is brilliant. It's about these young people on the autism spectrum. It was really about something. It was funny. It was shocking. It was all those things. And so sometimes you just have to trust your gut and and you go with it. You know. Yeah. And having done it for fifty years, I would like to think I at least have some experience at that. So we'll see.
1: <laughs> just yeah. a, just a little. What other projects are you working on?
6: Well, just that right now. I mean, we've, I've got, I just finished a, a couple episodes of Barry, this show with uh, Bill Hader and and uh, uh, Winkler, Henry, Henry. Winkler. So uh, playing myself, I get to play Joe Montana. Oh, nice, <laughs> so that was kind of fun. And then we'll see. Well, you know, were you good at it? Uh, I, I'm, hopefully. <laughs> if, if, if not, that's it. They only get that shot, you know. Uh, and then maybe we'll see if Criminal Minds comes back fine. But whatever, I, I uh, that's part of the excitement of our business. You don't know what the next phone call could t- take you to. With the
1: potential of criminal minds coming back you know uh, uh thomas gibson lives in san antonio is would he be a part of that mix
6: well you never know it could be i mean i i i would i would have no problem with that i like thomas very much we got along very well so we, you know, we never know. As long as Mandy Patinkin isn't part of it, since I replaced him, <laughs> <laughs> and also since we killed his character in one of the episodes, I think that might be a little tricky. But, uh, but no, whatever, we'll see. Yeah, we'll
1: but see. all you guys at the BAU know how to make people disappear without a trace. So yeah. he could have come back. I mean, there's creative writing there. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll see <laughs> see we'll now, see. You, now your wheels are are, are spinning. Yeah. Super Bowl this weekend. I, 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 you're both LA types, right? Um, are, are you? Are you? Well, what do you mean by LA types? Well, nobody's from I mean, here, but yeah. you've lived here a while now.
7: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we. Uh, what is it like a decade? You're a native or something? Like not some... know. I'm here 22 years, and I, I look. I'm a Steeler fan, so I have a problem with the Bengals. They've been cute for thir- three decades. They have They've been a non-issue, no threat uh-huh. in my division. But suddenly, I'm like, oh man, they're pretty good. And uh, I think I'm going to root for the Rams, but I could see the Rams playing tight, and I could see the Bengals just coming in with house money, just just blowing them out. Rams have a hard time in the second half. Yeah, they seem to. It's been like a trend. It'll be interesting. I'm rooting for the Rams, but I I would not be surprised if the
6: Bengals somehow run away with it. I'm rooting for the Rams. I mean, I'm a Bears fan. I mean, grew up in Chicago, so all the all the Chicago teams. But you know, you you can go crazy rooting for Chicago teams because you have to sometimes wait fifty, a hundred years for a team to win again. You know, but uh, I like. I I, I lived here a long time now, and I like this this Cooper Cup especially. He's the kind of player that I thought if I was ten years old again. He'd, He'd be the guy. I'd wear his jersey. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? So, but but I like this quarterback for the Bengals as well. Yeah, Joe so Burrow. As we'll long as it's a good game, I think. Yeah, I think it. that's what everybody's... be good for football.
1: So, so all the, the stuff in Criminal Minds with the, the White Sox, all that's, that, that was just real. You had that put into the show? It's the Cubs, wasn't The Cubs. It? Oh, Cubs. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
6: yeah, I might have had a little influence on yeah, that. A little bit? Yeah, I think I had a little bit of influence on that. What's funny is my character, David Ross, was supposed to be from New York. But I said, "But look, no, 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 we got to make him." And we worked it out that that I was in Vietnam with the guy who was a Cubs fan, and you know he didn't quite make it out of Vietnam. So out of respect for him, I became a Cubs fan. Oh, that's cool. And I figured there could be worse reasons than that. Okay, Joe, I got to tell you, yeah. we're
2: sitting next to each other. We're friendly. I'm a big St. Louis Cardinal fan. Well, God so we're going to be all
6: right. <laughs> you know what? I, I got to say this. I have tremendous respect for the Cardinals. I, I mean, I know they're supposed to be the enemy and all right, that, and right. it? But you know what? It's a great baseball town, yeah. and you've always and, and you and we gave you Lou Brock. I mean, please. <laughs> I mean, come on. We gave you Harry Carey. Yeah, that's <laughs> is that a good thing? Wait a minute. No, that was great. Uh, no, I, I, I have great respect for St. Louis that way. No, and, and uh, so being from Chicago, that's a good rivalry, though. Yeah, well, that's
2: help great. me out here because t- I, I tell everybody it is the best rivalry. Forget about Boston, New York. Uh, it's Cardinals me. Cubs. I'm all sorry. right, Cardinals Cubs is great. Yeah, i think
6: so.
7: have
6: an argument there. <laughs> Who wants Yankee- to watch the pitcher? <laughs> <a big laughs> I don't want to watch a
7: frigging pitcher. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
6: I wish we yeah. would have had Bob Gibson there, uh, during those years. I mean, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And, uh, but you have some great teams, and I wish you would have kept Lou Brock. I mean, Ernie Brolio didn't do the job for us. But, uh, but no, it's a great. It's okay. Like yeah, my
2: Cardinals. dad was from St. Louis, so I was told at a young age. You want to live here? I get it. You're a Cardinal fan. I get it.
6: Well, I, I conceived to play Bleacher Bums, which is all about the you know the fans and the game that that's played is the Cubs Cardinals because I thought it has to be the Cubs Cardinals. Yes, yeah. that's, that's that's the matchup. Appreciate
1: so. it. Good stuff, guys. Oh, man. Thank Great you, stuff. Joe. Thank Ronnie, appreciate you stopping by. Thanks, Thanks for having so us. much. Thanks nice. I really appreciate okay, it. Thanks, going to say, very much. go Astros real quick on, on our way out.
7: on the big sheet. As, <laughs> as <laughs> we continue here with
1: our uh, big game coverage brought to you by AA Best Bail Bond. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch
6: with me on halftime tomorrow at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and <laughs> <laughs> 1033 hey, on FM. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jay Minnix. Our AA Best Bail Bonds, big game coverage, brought to you in part by Texas Cheer Liquor, Southern Recipes, Small Batch Pork Rinds, and Nearside App. Damn, that was cool. That was cool, wasn't it? That was man, man,
2: what a cool dude, both of them. But Joe Mantegna is I mean, he's like Joe Montaigne, right? It, it, I mean,
1: it's David Rossi. Right. I, I, I mean... I just I was just ready for the questioning to begin. I was ready for him to turn around and start doing the interviews, and I was going to admit all my sins. <laughs> no, we didn't have enough time for that. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I resemble that remark. That's
2: exactly right. Dude, I wanted to bring up the money pit. You know, that that was probably, I was waiting for him to say that, that uh, you yeah, know, that was the movie he probably didn't. But it was Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. I mean, you know, so two big
1: stars. But I thought he was great in that movie. He's done so many different things. So many, things. right? And you start going through, and you go, he did that one. Yeah. And, you, know, I ask, you know, I always try to ask something that, you know, maybe they don't get. Like, which one do you hope people don't say, oh, yeah, you were a part of that one. You remember that one? But I appreciate him At the time, I thought that was a good idea. Absolutely,
2: right? I love the comment by uh, uh, Ronnie. Uh, yeah, Ronnie, that guy. He, uh, uh, you know, if the money's right, you take it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so even if the script isn't so good, if they're paying you well, that's okay. That's all right. So, no, that was a lot of fun, man. That really was a lot of fun talking to those guys. So it's all good. It, it, you know, you never know who you're going to run into here on Radio Row. I mean, there's people walking around all over the place and,
1: uh, you know, big stars like Joe Montana. That yeah, was outstanding. Well, well and I, I know I we, we saw Eric Dickerson walk by you yeah. earlier today. Uh, hopefully we'll get him at some point later in the week. Uh, Michael Jimenez uh, was stalking Barry Sanders in the men's yeah, room apparently. <laughs> so um, we probably won't get Barry Sanders not. now. Yeah. But, you know, we have seen him in the in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else we've seen walking through here that – you're kind of like, oh yeah, that that was that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you don't know, and and some guys just walk through, and and you don't know who they are, but it's. Uh, obviously, there's there's big name stars from radio and television here, and um, so it's just a cool place to be. A lot of just a nice vibe around here.
1: Very much so, and I know earlier today I, I held a uh, press conference here at the convention center. Nobody showed up. Nobody showed up, and uh, but I had a source though that said it was great. It was it was a good yeah. speech. Uh-huh. I mean, it was a long speech. As all the security dogs were in there, they seemed entertained. They were, yeah, and and they didn't bark at you, so I guess that's okay. I have no idea what was going on in that room, but as we were walking around looking for food, and this place still refuses to offer any any food somewhere, uh, you know, we go up there and and it, like everything is set up like, hey, there's going to be food here. Yes, they put up menus. Uh huh. They just don't put out food. <laughs> <It's not laughs> right there. I think there were a few apples around. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like well, I mean, the apples are going to be here all week. It's Radio <laughs> Row. I mean, you know, the, the bags of chips are gone. Yes. You know, Doritos. Yes. yes. And, and uh, what has Rudy got over there? Some pretzels. And, yeah, I mean, you know, those disappear. But, I mean, they got, like, all the dishes out for food. Yes, they do. There's a menu. I've yet to see any food in there. And it's not like we've missed it because you don't see, like, oh, man, he's got food. He's got food. It must Nobody. be out. Let's go. And that's normally the sign that the food is out. I mean, it's just they put out the dishes and and leave. So we were out looking for food earlier, and there was all these dogs going into this big old press conference room. They had eight dogs going through this room. Now, I was under the impression that all these dogs were pretty well trained, right? So it's one thing I would think, okay, you got one dog, maybe have a second one just in case one missed. There were eight dogs in there. Yeah. And these dogs... I mean, they would be a lot of fun to rouse – I mean – these, these these police handlers, there was two of them that we saw. The dogs were so excited to just go around and go smell everything that they were dragging these muscular cop-looking dudes yeah. uh, behind them. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that dog gets away. We're all in trouble, right? Um, so I don't know what was going on in the room that they had to have that many dogs go sweep it, right? Well, the only thing
2: that I could think of is it would be the king himself, right? Yeah. Roger Goodell. Yeah. He must be in there. And, well, it, and-
1: it, it is a uh, super-sized podium. I can tell you that. It is. I, yes, I mean, it I mean, is. I mean, that is.
2: Isn't everything a super podium to you, though? Uh, well, I mean, you know, this one more
1: so than, okay. than some of the All others. Right. I mean, you know, you, you see it on the stage, and so they needed somebody to to stand up there while they were getting the TV shot, so I became that dude. Yeah. And I realized as I get up there, this might be the biggest podium I've ever seen. Like, Well, Goodell's not a small dude. He's a big dude. Uh, true, but, I mean, that that, that podium was... Uh, like like if uh, Bobon needed to give a speech, I know the podium he could use. That would have right. been it. It was it was kind of comical uh, because you know they're trying to do the, the white balance and frame everything, and I'm the the poor example guy that gets up there for the TV guys to focus in. It's like you there, can you stand up, please? I mean, can you reach the microphone? Well, it, it was no, like- Bob. I'm, I'm doing
4: as best I can. <laughs> It was like that whack-a-mole thing, right? Where bam, your head was just <laughs> <like> <laughs> popping up. Camera guy, can you stand up. I am, sir.
2: <laughs> <laughs> can we bring in the phone books, please?
1: <laughs> what are those? <laughs> Give me a chair. Yeah. I'll stand on the chair so I can reach the yeah. podium. <laughs> oh, it is. It, it is what it is. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, what do what what are you do? do right. I mean, but but I will say. That was the largest podium on planet Earth. It was a big <laughs> I mean it, you you all, you you can back me up on that yeah it was that a, was that was not your normal size podium. It was a big un. not only tall but it was kind of fat too. well well I mean and, and again <laughs> I, it's this it, it's, uh it, it <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I don't know where your mind is brother, but okay um well <laughs> <laughs> yes.
6: Bob uh, Thompson got it. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, God, he did. These oh, they, guys, did, man. Rudy
1: get it too. uh wasn't that funny. Than if Rudy got it. Yeah, you know it's we've lost control.
2: Uh, Rudy is not a fan, dude. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of shaking still. I you mean,
1: know, I'm sitting next to Joe Montana. Well, here. that was pretty cool in the way. I mean, he sat down, and you know, Joe Reinagle, vet move. It's like he walks up with Ronnie. We have one chair because we are expecting one guest. So Joe grabs a chair from I don't know where and sits it right next to him. Exactly. I thought you were going to just offer the man in your lap. Well, if he wanted it, he could have had it. I mean, he's not
2: a big dude, right? And he certainly doesn't look like he weighs a lot. So that would, that would have been fine. I would have been okay with
1: that. Is it me, or does he seem to talk a lot quieter than you would expect? He's a very, him to? very quiet guy.
2: Although he seemed to, as the interview went on, he kind of spoke up a little bit. I would imagine when he gets pissed off, everybody knows. I, I would think so. I, I mean, I would, he's, he's, he's got, got that, that. He's Italian. Yeah. yeah you know? he's, he's hey, I'm walking that, here. Hey, everything's know, hey. good,
1: and then all of a sudden, you know, there's all kinds of words flying that you can't yeah, say yeah, on yeah, TV. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, dude, that that was cool. I mean, you know, a guy that you watch on, on in the movies and on TV all the time, and you're sitting here next to him, and he's just a regular guy. I mean, you know. Just, he, he ain't he's, a
1: regular guy. Well, he seemed like he, yeah. was, he was a nice he, he guy. Ki- I thought he was going to kill you when you said you were a Cardinal fan.
2: He was very nice about that. Yeah,
1: but he was staring right at your well, jugular. You know, he, he was staring if, right if, at if your If somebody jugular. comes up behind me, you'll let me know, right? Uh, no, dude. <laughs> no, man. They're just going to whack you from behind. It'd be a real-life criminal yeah. minds right here in L.A. That's it. I mean, there's no cameras anywhere around <laughs> here. I mean, although... Here's the crazy, we we are considered,
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I I don't know if you could, uh, I mean, literally there's a bank of cameras right there in front is, of us right that's filming there. part of the room, and they're everywhere. Yes, I mean, uh, they are. It's, it's one of those things. This is the safest place on earth. I right? guarantee
2: you, I feel safer in here than anywhere else.
1: Yeah, for the first time in my years of coming to a Super Bowl radio row, somebody had something stolen from the booth. Oh, wow. Yeah, our boy Q from uh, Las Vegas. Somebody stole his backpack. From here. And it said his laptop, all this stuff. This literally is the safest place to leave. I mean, every booth here has thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Right. It ain't going anywhere. Yeah, no. I I mean, it's just not. Last night, somebody stole Q's backpack that has his laptop. Wow. And... You know, and I, 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 I've never heard of anybody having anything stolen outside of a pen uh, uh, from Radio Row. People go shopping, spend hundreds of dollars in the gift store, which means they bought two shirts. Exactly. Um, and they'll leave that stuff here and then, you know, do whatever. And it doesn't go anywhere. Last night, the first time I've heard of somebody getting something stolen from Radio Row. I can't believe that. You know, that's just really. It's L.A. That's low life stuff. It is. Uh, it it really is low life stuff. You it know. is, um, yeah, and I hope he finds it because everything here is on camera. Yeah, it is. I it, mean, there are cameras everywhere, so.
2: They'll find them, and I hope they make an example of them. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Our A.A. Best Bail Bonds Radio Row coverage continues here from Los Angeles. Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk will join us coming up at 5.30. But there's a lot of big news in the NBA. What are the Spurs doing as we get closer to the trade deadline? We'll get into that as we continue here on The Blitz.
0: Joe Reinager, Jason Minnix, The Blitz. Live from Los Angeles, powered by A.A. Best Bail Bonds, Nearside App, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds.
1: It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle, I'm Jason Minnix in Los Angeles for A.A. Best Bail Bonds. Big game at Radio Row coverage brought to you in part by your friends over at Texas Cheer Liquor. Southern Recipe, Small Batch, Pork Rinds, Nearside App. I got to admit, what's up, Rudy? What's that? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, you're doing this, you're looking at me, there's hand signals going by, and, you know, it's, it's like we're directing traffic, and... The, 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 you know,
2: well you know you know what's crazy is is we got it's like two critics sitting here we got rob and rudy sitting here and it's like you know you, they either laugh or they're going oh jeez, i mean, why'd he say that yeah you know and so it's like it, it, nothing like doing a show you know right in front of the boss right here
1: where yeah
2: that guy
1: <laughs> well I, I, you know the good news is um at least here in los angeles we ain't gonna do that to them I know they They can count on that. You know who I really feel bad for is Jimenez. He was trying to do a show in front of all of us there for a while. Oh boy, yeah.
2: But you know he's uh, Jimenez is very loud. He is. The whole convention center heard Jimenez's show. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes.
1: I mean, when Scotty Farrell comes up and says, "Who the hell is that?" He's loud. He's
3: loud. Man. When you get like out of shut up, he's interrupting my show. <laughs> that's,
1: that's bad stuff. How <laughs> oh, my throat's going to hurt the rest uh, of the show? I
2: guarantee you, <laughs> you're going to be
1: hoarse. You're done. All right. Oh so my what, goodness. Did 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 we figure out? Are we going to the beach tonight? Yes. Oh, we are going to the beach. Tonight. All right. Because last night we were going to go to the beach for dinner, and. We didn't. I, I mean, you know, by the time we got back to the house, we were going to Uber, and then we realized, all right, it's a $75 Uber ride, and you get, by the time you get there, uh, well, and it's an hour, uh, and they, it says an hour, so you know it's going to be an hour and a half. Yeah. And then you get down to the beach to have dinner at a nice restaurant overlooking the water, and it's dark. Well, what's the point of that? No point. We ended up at a restaurant called Fixin's. Yeah, that was fantastic. It was great. I, I, everything about that place was spectacular. You walk in and the music. First off, you know, I think somebody said, "Are we going to sit outside?" Hell, no, man. This place has a has a cool vibe to it. We're we're going to stay here, and and it just smelled so good. You could just uh, smell the grease from you know all the fried chicken and and, and everything there. Uh, that that was a, that was a great spot. That was outstanding, and and uh, you know, I'm
2: glad that we stumbled upon that place. Uh, but I still think you guys have food envy, man. I'm telling you. I, I had the smothered pork chops, and all of you guys were looking at it. All of you guys wanted a bite, and I didn't give one of you a bite.
1: The problem with... Yeah, that's true. I didn't. You man. I'm share. not gonna share. You don't share. You're exactly right. Well we didn't I did. share either.
2: Well, I didn't
1: want yours. And, and apparently little birdie told me on R and R in the morning that those boys were making fun of the way you eat chicken.
2: Well, it is a little weird. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny how they they neither one of them are grabbing for headsets. here. No, no, no. Now I don't know what I do to eat chicken that's different than everybody else. You don't eat it. Well, I eat a lot of it, but but I eat the skin first, right? Right. And, and well, so that's okay. I get, I, 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 all right, that's so, fine. So so I try to eat all all the all the skin, and and then I then I then I, then I go to town no. on eating.
8: No, you left. Half of the chicken on the bone. There's, there's pieces at the bottom and there's pieces at the top that you did not destroy. My mom would be so disappointed in you.
1: Well, I mean, she, she, now you, you realize I I couldn't even finish all of my dinner.
8: <laughs> you didn't even eat your sides. You didn't touch them. No, no. I, I touched them. I I you i, I, your sides. I, 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 I the red beans
2: and rice were outstanding. Yeah, I, what you eat? A bite, I like two no I,
1: I, no I had more than more than that. Maybe about three because I, I ate too much of that macaroni. And then that biscuit. that so damn
8: full. I Dude. couldn't even finish my how beer. Many, how I was many so deviled eggs did you have? Uh, three, Oh, let's see. <laughs> and then the catfish bites. Yeah. Well, you didn't eat the chicken breast that Jimenez ate. Jimenez no. ate a chicken breast the size of Los Angeles Convention Center. I, I would say that that chicken would be
1: uh, a D. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that was that was a big. Uh, oh. Piece of chicken. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Uh, yeah. Wait, uh, was this yeah. a letter yeah. grade? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. The, else. the taste of the chicken, unlike his movie reviews, would have been an A. Right. But, but when you're thinking about the size of that uh, chicken, I, I would I would say D. Oh, okay, okay. For sure. De- definitely. And we're for talking
2: sure. about chicken breasts. Yes. Okay. Yes. I got you. Yes. I got you. I mean,
1: it would fit per- okay. perfectly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs>
8: I, I, I mean,. No, but that place, I got to go back. I don't know if it'll be this trip, but I'll... Fixins is on the... Dude, I can Fixins go there every is, night. Yeah, Fixins is yeah, on the Yeah, but we're map. not.
1: I, I mean, you know, they, I mean, there, there's so many good restaurants to go to. But, you know, and, and again, I credit you for getting the pork chops. But you go to a place like that, you've got to get the chicken, because that's what they're judged on. Now, I don't blame you for getting the pork chops. This is dude, the
8: pork chop looked phenomenal. It It, it did. was. It looked really it good. It was. It
1: did. And then... There was stuff coming out of that kitchen. We were trying uh, to I figure out, seen. what the hell was that? Right. Yeah. I didn't see that on the Everything menu.
8: looked good. Everything looked good. It, it did.
2: Yeah, you guys could have poured gravy all over your chicken, too, because they had that. They had some other chicken. Yeah, they chicken. did
8: have some other chicken. And since Rob's came out last, he ordered a two-piece. They gave him three. He had, He warmed up his leftovers today. And he stole one of the macaroni and cheeses. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. He's He's did. yeah, he did. But that was a great great dinner, great time last night, fellas. No question. But that yeah, I got to teach you. I'm going to... Come to my house. We're going to have some chicken. I'm going to teach you how to really. Even if it's just one leg, I got to teach you how to finish the leg. Right. You know that, I agree. I I,
1: I, I mean, yeah, there, there's a little, little bit of me. But I'm not getting in there with all that. Know. You know,
8: I'm, I'm good with that. See, like you, my three-year-old eats to like that. And I finish eating it for her. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I was trying to be nice if anybody wanted to try some chicken there was I, was something yeah, for no, it. No. I would not. No.
8: Hungry.
0: No,
1: no, yeah no. exactly but Wouldn't but yeah, hungry. but you're gonna making fun of the way you eat chicken. come on,
8: <laughs> dude, who is the? Who is the SA Sports Star Snitch? How does everything get back? <laughs> Jimenez sounds out like we're talking about his driving. He drives like a student. Like, when Jimenez drives, I'm going to put a sticker in the back that says student driver on board. You should. And then, he so he found out. You found out we're making fun of your chicken. Joe finds out we're talking about his mother pork chops. Who is the SA Sports Star Snitch? Get the criminal mind dude back over here. We
9: need,
8: <laughs> we need to weed out the SA Sports Star rat. Who's telling you all these things?
2: I have my suspicions, Rudy, and so we'll talk off the air, buddy, okay? I we'll get to feeling, the bottom of this. I have
8: a feeling it's a really, really nice-dressed young man. man. He's really nice-dressed.
5: Actually, dressed. Oh, there he is.
8: It is not Dr. Spencer Reed. He might have went to Spencer Valley. No. No, that's that's not it. No? No, not it. So who's up? Pl- he's the only person up that early.
1: He ain't up that early. Not no, he's day, up I that think. early
8: because he talked to me on YouTube. Yeah. I want to know who the snitch is. I, 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 it's time I, to play a game of Clue. <laughs> Shoning? No, I'm kidding. Carl, <laughs> dude, Carl doesn't even know what we be saying, dude. He be trying to find ghosts at the studio. Did you? Did you? You didn't hear the segment today, so?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't. Dude, I hope no. you had a good show. Yeah, it was great, dude. The
8: I didn't dude hear the show
1: today. I heard about your show. The
8: dude believes in ghosts. He says the former house that he lived in, him and his wife or fiancé, saw white blurbs. So they bought two cats and sage and got the spirits out and moved. And he was dead serious. Wait, they bought two cats? He said cats "Cats get out evil spirits. Really? I didn't know that.
1: I'm not a cat guy. And Rob said I think 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 those were rats.
8: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly.
1: Yeah, what part of Austin was he living at the time? I mean, you
8: know what I told him? Shrooms, are, those shrooms will have you seeing ghosts when
1: when he first started with us. Yeah, he posted a video, okay, of his cat that apparently was tripping out on some sort of catnip. But it was the cat was just playing around on the bed, and apparently he was video, he has a video camera running non stop. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and he tapes his cats. It, it, he tapes his cats.
8: Just so in case they see white blurs. Yeah, is that what he's doing there? I don't know, bro. He's a, he's the most interesting man he that an, I've he, ever met. <laughs> That's is a great way to put it. Dude. He's the most interesting. <laughs> he it. is. What's
1: and on? he's listening all the time. He's texting me right now, right? You what know. Is, oh, no, I'm kidding. I kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm
8: going to find out who the snitch is. No, hey, great job on both interviews. The Miz was great. Criminal Minds was great. Y'all did a great job, fellas. Dude, well, thanks, was, really. it was David
1: Rossi Do you know who that was
8: Yeah yeah. See I don't know um, Actors real names I just know Hey he plays on well, that's, Hey that's the guy so from. That's how I am and I don't know people's real names And he sat
1: down And all I could do was
8: like, Hey it's David Rossi <laughs> you know? He's I mean, like that's not my name bro <laughs>
1: Dude, Sounds Joe like Montana. I mean, he's
2: he's done everything. I mean, you yes. have to call Fat him whatever. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Fat, Tone, Fat Tony. right? You
8: know, Someone just tweeted I, me that on the picture I posted to you guys. Fat Tony. Yeah. I, didn't,
2: I didn't want to tell him. He was good in it, but Godfather 3 sucks.
1: It, it, really, did. it Damn, really does.
2: It really does. He's still around. I hope he's not. Yeah. 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 Sure. I mean,
1: I'm just saying, but he, okay. he probably got paid well for he, it, he, he, so that's he, he, all that matters. He already doesn't like Ryan Eagle because Ryan Eagle brought up the Cardinals. <laughs> oh, he's a Cubs fan. He's a Cubs fan. Yeah, big time. Dude, you want Dude, you're with the White Sox
2: over here. Where would that Time come out. from? Time out. Oh my goodness! You no, know, Cardinal fan. I, I is wanted the to most... see.
1: I wanted to get that see, Italian yeah, anger what, out yeah, of them. whatever. Dude, to correct me there. <laughs> I, it's exactly what I was trying to yeah. do.
8: Yeah, <laughs> Cardinal fan. Y'all think y'all are the only people that know baseball? It's true. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, absolutely true. <laughs> no hesitation, dude. There's no. But y'all better... are y'all are very. Um, Baseball set, well, there's no better <laughs> baseball town in the country
2: than St. Louis, Missouri. No better. I'm sorry. The there's, history
8: and y'all's baseball knowledge is through the roof. Well, thanks, Rudy. But it's been a while since y'all have done thing.
2: Not really. Well, I think it was 2010 when knocked off the Rangers in the World Series. So,
8: That's Maybe was that Was that with two outs left? Yeah. Two yeah. outs in the night?
2: I think we destroyed the Astros uh, more than they want to remember. Pujols, yeah. that ball that Pujols hit hasn't yeah. landed. It's, no, it hasn't. It's, it's still going still strong. in orbit on its way uh-huh. to the
8: space station. You ain't lying. So... <laughs> What time is? It? I'm gonna get out of y'all's way. <laughs> what, what, get out of y'all's way. Well, Stuff's getting real what, what's now. What's matter? Oh, nothing. I didn't. I don't want to. Over- where? where my you mom? Going? My mom told me I, I'll be at my friend's house like two or three days. She like don't ever overstay. your welcome. I just. Dude, I'll let so you know I'm, when
1: it's time to go. Okay. I'm just I mean, that's sure. James Pledger. He's over at the house. I got a
8: song <laughs> that went
1: uh, because James Pledger is always the last to leave a party. I like that about him. And well, sometimes unless it's at your house. Right, yeah. <laughs> and,
8: and, oh, I just throw him a pillow. I'm going upstairs. Well, that's what we do. We just go to bed.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, there's times like I mean, pledge, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Joanna was gone to bed a while ago. Whatever. I mean, you know, and then you know, I'll play a song. What is it? Closing time? Yeah. yeah I, I,
6: yep. I, and,
1: and if he's still there at the end, closing I play it time. again that's louder.
8: Not, I don't play the song. I I say. So what are you about to do, man? <laughs> that's a, that's a, you know, and I stretch on them. So what are you about to do? Dude, that's, such yeah. <laughs> that's such a dad move too. That's such a dad move. I'm a dad bod, dad move, dad. I'm 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 almost fifty, man. I've accepted that I'm <laughs> I've, I've accepted that I'm washed. You know what I mean? Like some dudes are like stuck and think like, oh man, I'm still cool. I know I'm not that cool anymore, <laughs> and I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? i you got to be cool to
1: roll around in a sweatsuit on Radio Row. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or no,
2: you got to not
8: care about being
2: cool yeah, if you're yeah, rolling uh, around in a sweatsuit yeah, on Radio man. Row.
8: But like <laughs> Bunch of dad bods. I ain't trying to impress y'all. No. Because no. the ones rolling
1: around, yeah, they, yeah, Dude, you look, uh, yeah. You look
8: comfortable. I am. That's all that matters. There's a TikToker walking around here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Yeah. What's her oh, name? Yeah. Ann Washburn?
2: Oh, Annie Agar. Annie, 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 okay. Annie, Annie Agar. That's, a, that's one yeah. of the influencers
8: or whatever you call them? Yeah. How many followers do you have on TikTok? 400. 400, 400 is that a lot?
1: No, not really. No. I would have thought it would be more. She, she, she's big. Dude, uh, I don't I don't do not do TikTok. She, well, I don't either, but I see her stuff on Twitter, and when it gets retweeted a million times, generally by Mike Jimenez. You know? Yeah. I mean, if, if you've noticed, Jimenez... Went up and talked to her like immediately. Mm-hmm. And then uh, off oh, stupidly. Oh, dude. I mean, and he's got this bucket list of things. So now, because where her table is, uh-huh. shortest distance to the exit okay. would be for her to go out, take a right, and come up this hallway here. But she would have to go by Jimenez, so she walks all the way yeah. up that way and then cuts over. Wow. I, think, I think there's security involved already. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean she 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 has a uh, three table distance <laughs> away time. from Michael Jimenez. <laughs> <Half time>.
8: <laughs> <laughs> no man, i no. having a good time, man. I'm looking forward to tonight, dude. This is just it's a, it's it's a fun vibe being in here. Absolutely. It really is, man. It's nice, and especially uh, when you get to interview Joe Montagna. Who else y'all got on the do oh, on, on on deck today?
1: Uh, Shereen Williams is going to be here. Oh, in we saw it fixed. about 15 <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah, Yeah, we saw her at dinner, and it was like. Mother football is right there. Yeah. Mother football. I like that. Mother football. And, um, scared me. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Dude, he did that to me
2: yesterday
8: with the fa. I'm like, wait. Well, see, and I'm glad you, you know what? I'm glad you, you, that's fa. I'm glad you brought that up because, well, I wasn't on air with y'all, but I was sitting here when that conversation was going on and it's spelled P H O. Oh, okay. So, but that's not how it's pronounced. Right. It's like salmon. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? You I I remember you and I looked at each other like, "Wait a minute, what did he say?" Yeah, he. I thought he almost got us kicked out of. Yeah, kicked off the not radio, (laughs) just fired. (laughs) (laughs) He always like, dude. Then he says, "Mother football." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, that's what I say when I'm talking to my kids. Mother football. Where's the remote? (laughs) Well, and she's standing right behind you now too. Is
3: is, is, is... speaking of.
8: Hi, Mother Football. <laughs> Am I the only one that has a camouflage remote control? Huh? I could never find my remote control. No, dude, they it's walk like away. It's like camouflage, dude. Yeah,
2: no, they walk away. Yeah, they, they walk do. away. They do. They've Come have a mind seat. of their own. My
8: mom would kill me watching a lady, young lady stand up. Dude, hey, Rob, look at this shirt, man. <laughs>
1: well, I mean. Uh-huh. She, uh, 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 grab her some.
8: Mother. Mother. But yeah, football, geez. I'm out. The, the, oh. no,
1: you, you can be on. No, I mean, you know we're a little
8: early. It's fine. I do have a, come on, put your headset on. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a – I want to talk to you. Okay. And William, <laughs> this is Rudy oh, J. He does yeah. the morning show. With- I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I listen to your interviews all the time. The one thing I will say, because the conversation that I most recently heard was when you were discussing the Baseball Hall of Fame. And you were like, hey, you know, football is a little bit different. Right. But – Y'all made T.O. wait three years, and I thought he should have been first ballot, and I thought that was because of more off-the-field things. Do you agree with that?
10: You know, I can't answer for anybody else in the room. I had him on my ballot. The thing that bothered me the first year was he didn't even make the cut from 15 to 10. And when you look at that ballot, if you go back and look at the 15 on there, Mm -hmm. you can't take that ballot and say he wasn't one of the 10 best on that ballot. Now, why people didn't have him on there, that that's up to them and why they did it. Did that play a part? Probably. Should it have played a part? Absolutely not. Right. So, but they have to live with their conscience of why they didn't vote him uh, onto on the ten the very first year. I mean, the fact is he didn't make the cut to ten, much less to five. Yeah. Much less to make yeah. the Hall you know, of Fame. I, and he certainly, you. No matter what else you want to argue, you can't argue that he wasn't one. He that he should have been the, the one of the ten on that list. But
8: I do feel like it's tough for you for you all to not think about it. To not think about the off the field or the type of guy he is, I, because I think it's human nature because again, to give the backstory, we were talking about Barry Bonds. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Clemens, right. Just yeah. for those that weren't listening that day. And it was like, Hey, you know what it's supposed to be about on the field, on the diamond between the hundred yards. And, um, I would think if I had a vote sometimes that would be tough to block to just totally block that up. Okay,
10: out. let's spin it forward. Okay. I okay. I've never had that. I have never in a million years had that that's for, for myself. Okay, like yeah, yeah. I just I take that and, and put it away and say that's not something I'm thinking. Okay. Let's spin it forward to the sheer. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. I'm completely against Aaron Rodgers. His anti-vax stance, his the way he portrayed, I don't care whether he got the vaccination or not. I think it was very selfish that he didn't get the vaccination. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that, you know, he was spewing this misinformation and, right. and lying about it and all of those things that played into it. I didn't hold it against him. I voted for him for it, for the MVP award. Wow. And now uh, we've all seen, wow. as you have stated, we've all seen that at least one voter did not vote yep. for right. Aaron Rodgers. Right. So not everyone loud. can do that. But I, I will say I have never held it against someone, something like that, that that's off the field, that's unrelated to the stats and the wins. And what that adds up to. So if it was me voting in the in the baseball Hall of Fame, I would have had Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds yep. and those guys Good in the Hall you. of Fame. I would have. Good for you. But now, having said all that, too, they do have a different set of criteria to consider than, than we do. We yeah. are not supposed – and I, I in think writing. anybody okay. that, that talks about it, that they held something against a player for the Pro Football Hall of Fame – um, well, I guess we were talking about the MVP award. But for the Pro Football Hall Fame, if anyone comes out, and I haven't seen anyone do it, but if they come out and said publicly that off the field played a part in their decision, their vote, then, then I don't think they should have a vote because vote. that's not something that should be considered. No, and most hey, of the... Man.
1: Voters for the Pro Football Hall Make of sure. Fame that I know that, sure. that I've been able to talk to. Hang on, Rudy, we're we're not done yet.
10: Oh, um, okay. uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I not leave it. I don't,
1: don't want to. Well, we got it. We got a few minutes. This okay, is no this ahead. is pre-interview time oh, with Marine yeah. Williams. I um, get bonus time. I, I I go back and I appreciate every Pro Football Hall of Fame voter that you talk to. Feels like, or at least says publicly about this oath and the standard that they have, and they don't. But I go back to To. He played on three different teams, and it's hard to get rid of a Hall of Famer once. People did it twice, and I think that played a part in him not making the cuts initially. Was Yeah, his stats were all great, but was he a great teammate? Was there issues in the locker room that do, I think, go towards your Hall of Fame eligibility? Would you agree with that?
8: Mm, I think that's still off the field.
10: I'm not
1: talking about the the, sit-ups in the driveway. I'm talking about... He went in a couple and, of locker rooms, and they could not wait to get rid of him. As great as he was,
10: and I get your point. And, and you know, again, yeah, maybe you do factor that in. Maybe some people do. I don't know. I, I just, I just thought he was a, a first ballot Hall of Famer no, and should have probably been in the Hall of Fame, but. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys I think probably were first ballot or second ballot hall. I think Michael Irvin probably had to wait too long. Drew Pearson definitely should have yeah, waited absolutely, 33 absolutely, years. Yes, absolutely. And there's a lot of guys like that. We could say that didn't. Now I'm not saying Drew Pearson was a first ballot, but I don't think he should have waited 33 right. years. But yes, that some of that, all of that, probably factors into to some people's votes. There's no question.
8: With the, everything as wide open as it is, Shereen, their numbers are going to soar past the guys that's that are question. already in. Again, y'all have a tough job because yeah. I don't know if it makes you a Hall of Famer. Because, like, you know, Michael Irvin did it on the team where yeah. it, it was Emmett dominant. right? Versus a Cooper Cup.
10: <laughs> He's yeah. targeted
8: yeah. every three right. snaps. So, again, that's going to be a tough job going down the road when you look at the... Because it's going to be like, of course I have to put him in. He's way past Michael Irvin. He's way past Whatever receiver from the '80s, so. But well, does that make them a Hall of Famer?
10: Well, and it's hard because we had the three receivers who were deadlocked for a really long time: Chris Carter and Andre Reed, yes, and, yeah. and I can't who I can't even remember who the third was. But they were deadlocked because everybody had their favorite of those three, and and I think it could be that way again. Like right now, like we have right. three receivers uh, who who are kind of deadlocked in that, and and you do factor in the fact that the stats. You just can't look at receiver stats right. and go, eh, he should be a Hall of Famer because he's got all these stats. Right. I mean, you know, when, one thing when I first got on the committee, one thing they told me was use your eyes.
9: Mm. When you watch the
10: player play, did you see a Hall of Fame player? And, and when I watch the likes of Aaron Donald, Von Miller, mm. I see a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in their prime, I see a Hall of Fame player.
8: Yeah, it's awesome.
1: More with Shereen Williams coming up from Pro Football Talk as we are in LA. Our AA Best Bail Bonds big game coverage from Super Bowl Radio Row will continue.
0: Joe Reinagle,
1: Jason Minix, The Blitz on San
0: Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250, 1033 FM.
1: It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagel, I'm Jason Minnix. Our AA Best Bail Bonds big game coverage continues from Radio Row in Los Angeles. We talk to her every Tuesday at this time. Yeah, Now we get her in person. Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk. Saw you at dinner last night <laughs> at, at, at a very cool spot in L.A., and that's, that's always the cool thing. It's like, here, you, you, you never know who you're going to see, and it's like, there's Mother Football. She's right there.
10: Yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, you do run into a lot of different people. had a guy sit down next to me, and turns out he's a friend of Clarence Hills, who I work with forever at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. So it's a small world, and you realize that when you get to the big city and see people from way far away.
2: All right, Shereen, what did you have? Because we've all been talking <sighs> yeah. about our, our meals. I had the smothered pork chops. They were Ooh, delicious. Yeah. What would you have?
10: I had the... Uh, Chicken tenders, which okay. were outstanding, yeah. and some coleslaw to go with that, and some of their biscuits. That was a good, good place. It's a good
2: place. Isn't it, it really
10: was. I, and I ate the night before, I ate the best Chinese food I've ever had. Oh, wow. Yang Chow. Okay. I uh, put in a plug for Yang Chow. It's about a mile from here in, in uh, Chinatown. Okay. Outstanding. Unbelievable. Oh, well, we got to
1: put that on the list. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yang Chow is going Chow. on Yang the list. Yang Chow. Because I think tonight we're going to Tony's in Redondo Beach. Okay. Which I, I think we've been there before. Being out here for Cowboys training yeah. camp, and we always the last night before we leave go to L.A. for for right. the night, just because it's easier than yeah. uh, trying to drive to LAX from Oxnard. Yeah. But uh, uh, but I think we've been to Tony's or near Tony's, but in that area, I think it was where we're going tonight. You say food is very important to us. Uh,
10: it's very
9: important <laughs> to me too. I haven't decided on dinner tonight.
10: There's a lot of good places around yes.
1: here, though. Uh, well, the place we were at last night. Go again. Yeah. You know, just well, get, I get think something the, different. I,
10: but I think the Lakers play here tonight, right? Yes. Yes. So, so it's, it's going it's be. to be a little crowded down here. Yeah. Well, tonight. they play
1: the Bucks, so that's a big game today. Yes, very yeah. big game. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> going to be interesting. All right, we were talking earlier with Rudy about the Hall of Fame. Did we just bypass the five years for Tom Brady and put him in on Sunday? <laughs>
10: Uh, well, he talked yesterday about maybe coming back. He doesn't know how he's going to feel, and et cetera, cetera. So, you know, what they haven't worked out is whether he's going to be cut or whether they're going to put him on the reserve retired list. So the, he, right now he's on the Bucks roster. He has another year on his contract. That's what's going to be interesting, and that to me is what they're probably negotiating at this point. So we got the $15 million payment last Friday, the deferred signing bonus money that everybody screwed up that he wasn't going to get paid that money. Right. He, was pay- or he was to be paid that fifty million, but he owed him $16 million uh, in-, in signing bonus money that he m- wasn't going to make in his contract for next year. So. I don't know. You know, I was on a conference call with Jason Light, the the GM, and he said we'll work. You know, we're working it with this agents and we'll work this out. So I'm sure that's all part of the negotiations. Of maybe they let him keep the the fifteen, the sixteen million that he owes back. So that would be basically what twenty thirty one million dollars. Yeah. Uh, maybe they let him keep that and go. Okay, you keep the the thirty one million dollars. Um, well, 15 of which he's already earned, so he has to keep that. But So basically they'd be giving him a check for for $16 million. And in return, we put you on the reserve retired list as opposed to cutting you. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it makes sense to me because if I'm the Buccaneers, I don't want to cut him. If I'm Tom Brady, I want to be cut. So then if I want to come back, say Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Packers, gets hurt in week 17 or 18 next year, maybe Tom Brady says – I'll pull an Eric Weddle. I'll go back and – because you know he's going to stay in shape. Oh, yeah. I'll go back and play week 18 and then and play in the postseason and maybe win win me another Super Bowl. So you know he wants that option, if he's not going back to the Buccaneers, to, to be able to go somewhere if he decides to return. Tony Romo did that. If you remember, Cowboys still held his rights, but he wanted them to cut him, and they did, so they relinquished their rights to him, cut him – he never came back, but that opened the door for him to return to any team at any time
2: that 's going to be interesting to see and I, I got to believe that tom Brady i mean nobody expects a, a player to play as long as he right. has and at the at the level, level. that he plays at. But I could see him coming back. So he had to yeah. take a look at that Bucks team and say, well, that yeah. might not be my best opportunity. And he's just keeping all the cards on the table, I think.
10: Yeah, and, and it's smart to do that. I mean, you know, why wouldn't you um, to have an opportunity to come back to be a Brett Favre? And you're right. I, I was just looking at, at the stats the other day, and I'm like, wow, if he really goes out, like he went out on top. Yeah. His stats are incredible this year. It's not like he went out like Peyton – at least Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl with it, but, you know – He lipped to the finish. I mean, that team won on defense and he just wasn't very good his last year. And a lot of those quarterbacks who, who play into their forties just aren't very good their last few years. And he was great. He was absolutely great this year. I could have, I wrote Aaron Rodgers on my MVP ballot. I would have been very happy putting Tom Brady on my MVP ballot because he was that good. He
1: he was that good. And that's kind of what surprises me. That the announcement came so soon after the season. And I know, you know, Schefter and those guys started breaking the news, and maybe Tom wasn't ready to make an announcement. He didn't make the announcement on his own podcast even. But it it felt like it was too soon after the season, unless he had decided before the start of the season, this was my last, and didn't tell anybody.
10: Well, and that very well could have been. You know, I, I know he didn't want the victory lap. Uh, you know, people celebrating the end of, of his mm. career. So that might have been the plan all along. Or maybe Giselle pushed him to say, at some point, mm. this is enough. You know, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're done. 22 years is enough. It's time for you to do something else. But however that played out, I don't think we'll ever know exactly whether he had it in his mind going into this season that this was going to be the last season or something happened along the way to where he decided it was his last season. But it was pretty quick after the season that the decision was made. And If you had any doubts about whether you were going to play another year, you'd think you would have played it out a little bit longer. Now, he needed to decide before free agency starts, but he could have played it out another month.
2: No doubt. All right, Shereen, I'm I'm going to switch gears a little bit because Houston Texans, it's been kind of a mess down there. They hire Lovey Smith, which I think we all agree is a good hire. He's a good coach. But the way that it happened just seems ugly to me what's your take on it
10: yeah the process was messy no no question about that i mean there's no doubt that they wanted to hire josh mccallum and then when brian flores filed his lawsuit that changed everything for them and they ended up frankly probably better off than than they would have they ended up with a good coach and uh, i'm very happy for lovey to get another chance i know he didn't probably expect to get this second chance a third chance fourth chance if you want to include college yeah um never expected to get that i think he'll do very well in this job he did very well in chicago you know tampa was a little bit of a struggle went eight and 24 i think the record was illinois was a struggle um and and they're not going to turn it around overnight but but he knows how to be successful in the nfl and and i think you know pep hamilton will help the offense and some things that they did but think about this if if Jack Easterby and Nick Casario had gone to Cal McNair the day after the season ended and said, hey, we want to pay $20 million to pay off David Culley to hire Lovey Smith. You think Cal McNair is going to sign off on that? There is no possible no, way no. he's signing off no. on that. You could have kept David Culley if you were going to make this right. move. And they didn't. And if you were going to make this move, you could have done it the day after the season ended. There was no need for a search. You you complied with the Rooney Rule by hiring a minority coach. So you didn't have to have this whole search. So that's why there's zero doubt that they wanted Josh McCowan, and the Brian Flores lawsuit changed everything.
1: Was it... McNair and Easterby and Casario changing their mind, or do you think there was some pressure from Roger Goodell in the NFL office in light of the lawsuit, to uh, dude? Well, you.
10: hopefully they're smart enough to figure out we can't do this. Well, now,
1: I don't know that they are smart enough. I, I added the, the but there. Yeah. Uh,
10: if they weren't smart enough, I am sure they got a phone call saying, you cannot do this. Right. Period. You cannot do this.
1: And the fact that it is such a dumpster fire during the press conference today, the fire alarms are yeah, going right.
10: off. Yeah, it was I mean the irony, right? Par for the course. <laughs>
2: you know, Shireen, we all know about the you know and the and talking about the Brian Flores lawsuit. Obviously, you know there is some issues there with with the hiring process. But what disturbs me even just as much as that is. People are him uh, accusing people of paying him to lose games. I yeah. mean, that really concerns me when you're talking about the integrity of the game.
10: Well, and I don't know if Levy Smith was asked about this in his press conference, but he probably should have been in light of everything we're talking about because they tanked, if you go back, that game against the Saints. They were up by 11 at halftime. They needed to lose to secure the number one overall pick. They absolutely tanked the game. They pulled players out of that game. Josh McCown, by the way, was a starting quarterback, <laughs> pulled, pulled players out of that game at halftime so that they would lose to the Saints. And last week of the season, they secured the number one overall pick to select Jameis Winston. Now, I, I'm not saying Lovie was was paid to do that, but I am saying tanking exists in the NFL, and that's yeah. a prime example of tanking and what we're talking about that teams do lose to secure top draft picks. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's bothersome, especially where the legalization of gambling has gone yes. and is going. Um, I think that's very, very troubling for the league, and it's something they're going to have to investigate, and it may cost a lot of people uh, jobs and perhaps ownership of a team.
1: When you think about the idea of tanking to get the number one pick, the way the NFL does it, the more you lose, the higher your draft pick. Mm-hmm. Does the NFL need to look at going to an yes. NBA lottery type situation?
10: No question. And I think they're going to – in light of all this, I think they're going to have to do that. And I don't know why they wouldn't want to do that because with everything else they've done, the you think about the combine and all these extracurricular things that are nothingness that they – the draft, the, the – you know, everything. Like the NFL – could. To throw people out there, the skills competition, and they're going to light it up. So, if you have this thirty-minute production of, you know, hey, who's going to get the, f-, you yep. know, NBA style? Yeah. Think about the ratings; they're going to be for this thing. It would be incredible. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They and I think they have to now. I don't think there's any question. I think they have to do that. Yeah,
2: you know, when you look at this, and obviously Roger Goodell has got a lot of things that he's juggling right now. Um, how do you think he's doing? as a commissioner of the NFL.
10: No, he's got a lot of dumpster fires yeah. <laughs> going right now that he's trying to put out, and tomorrow's going to be interesting yeah. in that press conference. Um, you know, I, I, I like him a lot, and, and I think he's a good people person, and I think he's a good person overall, um, and I think he wants to do the right thing. Sometimes it's hard to do the right mm-hmm. thing, especially when you're answering uh, to, to 32 owners. Yeah. You're, you know, as Mike Florio likes to point out, you're the pincushion uh, for those thirty-two oligarchs, uh, and they're putting them, put those, you know, pin. You, you take it, you take it for everybody. Um, so it's hard, and it's a hard position to be in. But he's paid well to yeah. to do that job. But now he's he's got a lot on his plate right now, and I don't know if the NFL has been in this situation before with the Washington football team situation that's ongoing, uh, and the uh, the Texans situation, and then what we see. Um, w- with the Rooney rule and all of that stuff. I mean, and, and now the lawsuit with, with Brian Flores. So it's just it's one crisis after another right now, and he's got to figure out how to line these crises up and, and get over these crises. And, and it's it's a hard place to be. I, I don't know if they've ever been in this position, truly. Yeah, I
2: don't think so either.
10: And, and you go back to the Mark Cuban quote. You guys remember it probably, I don't know what it was, six, seven, eight years ago when he said – Hogs get slaughtered? Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 yeah.
10: I, I, you start to wonder if, if the, this is part of the hog getting slaughtered.
2: Well, it could be, and the NFL is by far king right now no of question. all the professional sports, and you hate to see this because there is such a fan interest in the game. There's no question about it, but then you have these things that just kind of chip away at what they're doing.
10: Yeah, but unlike no baseball,
1: all these dumpster fires isn't driving any fans away.
10: No, it's not. Yeah.
1: it's, it's no, more it's conversation. Not. Hell, it's yeah. great for our business. Absolutely.
6: Yeah. <laughs> no question about that. Yeah, truly.
1: Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk, reader there, watcher on Peacock. So much to talk with you about, Shereen. But we're we're running out of time. So next week we'll actually dive into the Cowboys' off season and what we think they might do. <laughs> so true. one of these years when we're here, they're actually in the game. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe one of these years, yeah. Shereen. Thank you for stopping by. Great seeing you at seeing yeah. you in person yeah guys appreciate, appreciate y'all it. having it's me Sh- on shereen williams from uh, pro football talk joining us here on the blitz the wrestler the miz, the miz is gonna join us coming up in about 30 minutes or so as we continue here from radio row in los angeles
8: hey guys it's rudy j your home for sports talk is right here on san antonio sports star espn 1250 and 1033 fm
1: it is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle, I'm Jason Lennox in Los Angeles. Our radio row coverage brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, Texas Cheer Liquor, Nearside App, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. The Miz is going to join us coming up at 6.30. All right, let me turn your microphone Yeah, on. thank you very much. Looking forward to that. I have no idea who this guy is. He's a wrestler. The business card says WWE superstar. There you go. I mean, <laughs> it's all you need to know. Which means he's a great actor, yes, and a great athlete. Oh, apparently he's on a bunch of reality shows. Like if there's a reality show, his agent says my guy's in.
2: Dude, WWE is probably the biggest reality no, show there, there's there is. There's no doubt.
1: Are you going to ask him if it's fake? I don't. It's not fake. It's so fake.
2: It's not. Dude, I hey, I tell you what. You get in the ring and let some of those guys throw you around, and then you tell me if it's fake. Well,
1: I haven't learned how to fall yet. Okay. But once you go to wrestling school and learn how to fall, um, I, I can tell you, I gave up wrestling on February tenth, nineteen eighty three. You wrestled? No, I lost a cage game. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, you know, it was my birthday, and my dad got us front row tickets. For the uh, uh, what was it? The old WCW uh, coming coming out of of uh, Dallas. It was the Freebirds against the Von Erichs. Oh wow! And, and and the weird thing is, I think David Von Erich was fighting over in Japan that night and got got he died. Right. That right you know? right. But while we were there, um, the the Freebird with uh, with all the long blonde hair, Michael Hayes or whatever his name was. Right. He's so a Michael Hayes. Was just beating the crap out of Kerry Von Erich, who was my favorite. <laughs> Had him in a headlock and was just beating him and beating him. And then all of a sudden, you know, Kerry's face is just all bloody, and and then Kerry gets up and throws something out of the ring, and a razor blade lands about two feet from my feet. Yeah, and I realized it was fake. Well, I, the, it, that's not fake; it's real. He cut himself to start bleeding. There you and go. And then he got up and he kicked the crap out of the uh, the Freebird the rest of the way. But it, but I was so disappointed because. I thought it was real, man. Ice Man King Parsons came into the ring, and I was all excited. But after that, man, it, it kind of ruined me. So um, I haven't been a wrestling fan for a long time,
2: dude. I am a huge wrestling fan. In fact, was associated with a local wrestling group <laughs> in San Antonio for a couple years. And well, what's that? What was what was that called? Ryan Eagle Championship Wrestling. That's what I thought. Well, rc it's River City Wrestling. Yeah, right? but, but so, it's really
1: Ryan Eagle. But Wrestling. I took over.
2: Yes. You're so, the commissioner. Well, uh, yeah, but what was so cool about that is I started out as a good guy <laughs>
1: uh-huh. and then transitioned into an evil guy. So you're like from TV to radio. But
2: exactly. <laughs> exactly right. It reminds me a lot of that, yeah. Yes. But it was so much fun, dude, and I watched as those guys do it. And you're right. I mean, they're not hitting each other, but the stunts that they do... Are incredible, and how they don't get hurt is beyond me. Well, you learn how to fall, I guess, man. They are incredible because I used to do some things, and I'm like, "What am I doing?" And it, it's it was just like uh, you know. When you
1: say that, what do you mean?
2: Well, I mean because you know they would get me involved in some of the stunts where you know uh, I'd have to, you know, a guy would hold me up and then throw me down onto the canvas, and and they're telling me you know how to fall, so uh-huh. they're going to throw you down, and so you know, how you land, and, you know, the canvas is, yeah, it's not hard, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. it gives pretty well, so, but, I mean, you know, you have to do a few things, and how to, like, punch a guy and, you know, slap him in the yeah. chest, where it sounds like, uh-huh. you know, like that, yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah, yeah So, all of that kind of stuff, and I was doing small baby stuff, I mean, these guys are doing stuff, jumping off the turnbuckle and, and all that stuff, but it, to me, it's it's fascinating stuff, because they're, they are really good athletes,
1: but they're actors as well. The Miz will join us coming up at 6.30. You know, we were talking with Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk about Tom Brady. Yeah. Because I just assume he doesn't need to wait five years to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He doesn't. And, and it kind of sucks for, you know, all the players that are going to retire this year and they're going to be eligible in five years. Well, one of those really sure fire first ballot guys ain't going to be it because Tom Brady's going to take their spot because they only take 5 every year, right? right? Right. Um or or are they? I mean, Tom Brady's been retired a week and is already talking about the comeback.
11: You know, I'm just going to take things as they come. You know, I think that's the best way to put it and I don't think anything never, you know, you never say never. And you know, at the same time I know that I'm very I feel very good about my decision, so but I'll feel six months from now. <laughs> it, change. it most likely won't, but you know I try to make the best possible decision I can in the moment, which I did this last week. And again, I think it's not looking to, you know, reverse course. I'm definitely not looking to do that. Um, but in the same time, I think you have to be realistic that you never know what what, what challenges there are going to be in life. And um, again, I love playing. I'm looking forward to doing things other than playing that's as honest as
9: i can be with you
1: there jim i'm sure it is that was tom brady on his own podcast i don't know what kind of challenges that he's going to have to uh, overcome that might require him to get back onto a football field
2: <laughs> i know what it is i mean think about this when everybody starts to assemble for otas uh-huh. training camp tom brady's going to be sitting there going i haven't been involved in this in 20 plus years i miss it I want to get back in there and, and play football again. He's going to be on
1: a beach somewhere with Giselle. He may be. He may very well be. He's going to eat a carb or two. He's going to be just fine. I don't think Brady's going to eat carbs for the rest of I, his life. I think now he can eat carbs. I think now he can finally do some of the things that he has been missing he out on. He can do that, but I don't think he will. Because
2: Giselle I, is the health nut, right? And, and, and them combined, and, and yeah. they're,
1: they're pretty healthy people. Yeah, they are. Uh, there are some unhealthy people out there. Our injury update with TSAOG Orthopedics is coming up. We'll get you caught up on the injuries, including some that are playing in Super Bowl 56 this coming Sunday. Another hour from Los Angeles to go here on San Antonio Sports Star.
0: Joe Reining. Jason Minnick's The Blitz, live from Los Angeles, powered by A.A. Best Bail Bonds, Nearsight App, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds.
1: It is The Blitz here on San Antonio <laughs> Sports Star. <laughs> I'm good, man. ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnick's the sprint to the restroom and back just in time literally big voice guy was on dude as already, i sat down we've already seen on
2: this trip that you can move when you want to <laughs> okay when you want to move you can
1: move uh when i have to move yeah i i can get up and go
2: i had you i had you you could take were, your time were you, were you good washed your hands i washed done my, my hands. whole thing i did everything
1: i had to do i was good yeah were, were yeah. you good yeah
2: I was hoping nobody tripped you on the way back, so you're good. You're here. I'm not the fine.
1: Nobody's out to get me. Well, you never know. You, you, you never know. <laughs> all right, Pledge, uh, since I missed that entire commercial break, is uh, the doc ready? Oh, yeah. All right, Dr. Casey Tabor joining us now for our injury update, brought to you by TSAOG Orthopedics, the sports institute there online at tsaog.com. Dr. Tabor, how's your day, sir?
12: So far, so good. How are you all?
1: We are fantastic out here in Los Angeles for our radio road coverage, getting ready for the big game. And, you know, it's interesting that injuries are a, a factor in this Super Bowl In Super Bowl 56. Both teams have some players dealing with injuries, but it, hey, you got to be hurt really bad to miss the Super Bowl, don't you?
12: Uh, yeah, I would say most guys are going to strap it on, give me a, an extra shot of steroid, and let's rock and roll because that's the biggest <laughs> game of the year for them.
2: Well, yeah, let's talk about that because we hear about that all the time, Doc. That that you know, guys are, are getting a shot here to play or, or there. How safe is that? First of all, to, to do something like that, just to numb something out, so you can get out there and play.
12: Well, I think there. I think there's two sides to it. One side is is you got to look at it from a standpoint of when these guys have an opportunity to make their most amount of impact, both financially and um, and as their job, you know, to be as good as they can be on the biggest stage and the biggest platform. So I think it, you treat the, the, college, the
5: high school – I mean, the uh,
12: pro sports kids treated a little bit different than, say, a high school kid that's a sophomore in high school that has a similar energy. You might hold him out where this, this professional player has a bigger opportunity to not only financially reimburse himself but also push him forward professionally and so they get treated a little bit different but but you have to take that into consideration you don't want to numb something up that is going to cause significant further damage so it's it's injury dependent
1: now when you look at the uh tight end for the cincinnati Bengals, cj with the last name i'm gonna butcher um yeah he gets carted off of the aac championship game i mean they say it's a sprained mcl he says there's no way in hell he's going to miss the biggest game of his life but when you get carted off two weeks later and you see how bad that injury looked even if he is out there on the field on sunday how effective is he going to be or can he be
12: so you see like so both the tight ends on both sides had mcl injuries so it's largely based on the grade of sprain. So those are typically graded one, two, and three. If you have a grade one sprain, basically the structure of the ligament is still intact. So those guys often can get back within two weeks. You brace them up to help protect it. But within two weeks, a lot of times they're back on the field. Um, when you start getting into grade threes, they're out usually a minimum of a couple of months and sometimes need surgery. And the grade twos are usually four to six weeks. So, I'm guessing he's on the milder side of the grade one sprain if he's planning on playing, because unlike, um, like, you remember um, oh the, the running back that was with the Rams that played, that was from the Georgia, um, um, Gurley. Remember, yeah, they were girly. shooting him up all all during the playoffs that year. Well, he had an arthritic knee, which you can shoot that up, and they do pretty well. These These ligaments are harder to shoot up and harder to truly numb up because A lot of times it's a stability issue, and they don't trust it, and so they can't make the cut. So as long as he has a grade one MCL sprain, um, I think there's a real good likelihood that one or both of those guys are going to play.
2: You know, and I think you're referring to to, uh, Tyler Higbee as well, the Los Angeles Rams tight end, who has the same problem. But Sean McVay earlier was saying it doesn't look good for him. Uh, And, again, you just talked about the grades, and I'm not sure what that is. But, obviously, coaches have a tendency to play some games with the other coach, right? Well, you know, you you better prepare without Tyler Higbee because uh, he's not going to play, and then all of a sudden he shows up. Yeah, I just wonder, as a doctor – you know, I would assume you guys kind of err on the side of caution when that happens. and but uh, the advice would have to be, but I guess he can play if he needed to.
12: Is that something that a doctor would say? I think so. I think you also have to I think it's important for the physicians to to watch the guys move and, and practice and in simple settings where they're just moving around and make sure they're cutting off of it correctly. Make sure that they're not favoring the one side because that's where you end up getting other injuries. But again, the, the grade one sprains have, have ligament intact. It just has some swelling and a, and a demo or it has some, some slight injury to it, but the structure of the ligament isn't okay. So they're not an unstable knee, meaning it's not going to give out on them as easily. Whereas the grade twos and threes have higher disruption of the ligament in, in which case they have higher instability feelings, higher pain levels, more difficulty with cutting. So um, certainly there's some games that could be going on with. I think most of the time the positions are pretty straightforward and say, hey, man, if you can go, you're good to go. Um, But, you know, you got to keep an eye on it and make sure that they're not
1: favoring the one side. Dr. Casey Tabor joining us here on the Blitz for our weekly injury update, brought to you by Tsaog Orthopedics. Now you think about the Super Bowl, and it's always a a conversation because you know everything is different around the Super Bowl. Everything is bigger, but you come out for pregame warmups a little bit earlier than normal because they got to clear the field earlier, and then halftime is longer. What? And athletes are such creatures of habit, right? What? things can these guys do or should they be doing to make sure they don't get warmed up and then cooled off and then have to go play to try to keep everything even?
12: Um, I mean, there, there's always, you know, you see those guys riding on the bike, the, the, the warm-up bike on the sideline. I think more more so than physically, I think it's such a mental um, change, and, and they have to just focus so much more mentally than they do physically and it changes their normal, you know, algorithm on their Sundays when they play, they do this for this long and then they go sit down for this long and then this all gets changed up. So I think it's so much more important for those guys to mentally be prepared and and play the mind game where they're going through their progressions or going through, you know, if you're quarterback, you're thinking about XYZ defense. Um, if you're running back, you're, you know, thinking what gaps you're getting on on this blocking scheme where you're hitting this hole. So i think it's such such more of a mental game when you get to this level when your normal routine is disrupted more so than the physical aspect of it
2: yeah doctor let me let me ask you this because i've always heard and and, and people have told me that that stretching uh, a good stretching routine is is key right to avoiding injuries and especially with these guys with the way their muscles are and stuff like that i mean just tell us how important is that especially for an athlete that's about to go out and play in the biggest game of his life
12: i don't know how much it plays on the day of i think i think when people are referring to the importance of stretching it's a it's a constant thing it's like you know it's like brushing your teeth if you miss one day of brushing your teeth it may not be a problem but if you're missing it all the time it's going to be a real big problem so these guys prepare, you know, several months even before the season starts. So you've got to be stretching on a regular basis. If they miss a little bit or do a little bit less on the day of, of the game, I don't think it's as big. It's about the elongation of the muscles, making sure that they are – Limber and mobile and all of that, and that—that's a—that's months of preparation, not an hour of preparation.
1: You know, Doctor Kaber, if uh, Ryan Eagle missed a day of brushing his teeth, we would have a problem in this. Yeah, they know. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it ex- one ex- day,
12: especially with what he did the night before. So you got to be careful. You
1: know? <laughs> and trust me, in Los Angeles, uh, a lot of heavy drinking <laughs> the night before.
2: That's right. That's right. Which I would assume you wouldn't recommend. No, absolutely, <laughs>
12: strongly frowned <laughs> upon.
1: Yeah, Jason. Because when Dr. Tabor is on the road, I mean, as soon as he gets done with work, he goes right to the hotel, reads a book, and goes to bed. Of course he does. That's
12: exactly what I do. Why would I do anything different? (laughs) That's
1: what we told our wives, too. Somehow they didn't believe us. (laughs) Dr. Tabor, always appreciate the insight and knowledge. Have a great week.
12: Absolutely. Y'all have a good time out there.
1: Appreciate it. Dr. Casey Tabor with our injury update, powered by the Sports Institute at TSAOG Orthopedics. They're online at tsaog.com. The Miz will join us in about 20 minutes. He's a, uh, well, a wrestling superstar. If you're like me and go, who's the Miz? I'm with you. Uh, But he'll be entertaining, that's for damn sure. If you're a wrestling superstar, dude, the Miz Miz. is coming up in about 20 minutes. Get excited and uh, make that appointment listening because good stuff on the way. But it's not just all while wrestling and and, uh, football. Big Spurs news today. There is. With DeJounte Murray as an injury replacement for the All-Star Game, and we knew that yesterday, he had a tweet Uh, either last night or this morning. I saw it this morning. In 2015, the kid tweeted out that he wanted to be an all-star. And somehow, and I don't know how people do this, he went and found a tweet from 2015 and, quote, tweeted it. Grateful for the opportunity. What's interesting is is he's speaking to the media right now for the first time how he actually found out he had made the all-star team.
9: Available to practice. Uh, and, you know, we had a great practice, like I said. And, you know, after that, uh, I showered, did everything I was supposed to do. And I went home and just enjoyed time with my family because they were leaving uh, when I was leaving at the road, which was today. So uh, when I went home and Pop called me and uh, he just was joking around for a minute about other stuff. And then he just told me that, you know, um, I'm going to Cleveland. I'm an all-star. And I just broke down uh, with my family, Uh, broke down crying with my family and stuff. And it just was a a real moment, uh, you know, just for them to see and hear that. And, you know, just everything I've been through, you know, not even just me, just my family. You know, we dealt with a lot, you know, uh, since – I was really, really young, all the way to now. Uh, still do it a lot, you know. So it's good to just see some blessings just coming through to good people.
1: That, you hear that? The authentic response. I'm sure. Hearing that when he didn't make the team initially, he was pissed. I don't know if he was pissed, Dude, Jason. I I'm disappointed. Pissed. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm saying, for and it doesn't matter that he's there as an injury replacement. It matters that he's there. And, you know, I was thinking about this because, you know, me and two other people apparently watched the Pro Bowl over the weekend. I was watching on an airplane. Yeah, you were. Out here to Los Angeles. And you're seeing all these guys that are in the Pro Bowl. And, you know, a lot of them that actually played in whatever that was, because I can't call it a football game where there is some sort of replacement. And and a lot of people decided, well, I want the honor. I was selected, but I ain't going to go play Dak Prescott. Uh, but what it does mean to those guys, we can crap all over the quality of the game, but the idea that you've been recognized as an all-star, one of the best of the best – and what it means, that is pure. That is gold from DeJounte Murray.
2: No, it's absolutely gold, and it is, and, and it's it's well-deserved for the young man because we have talked about that before, saying he should make it. You know, you look at the list of guys that were ahead of him, that, that, that he didn't get in originally. Uh, you, you know, it's hard to make an argument that any of those guys should come out. But when Draymond Green came out... And the good thing about pro athletes, because Micah Parsons did this just the other day with uh, Cooper Cup, right? Saying he right now is the best football player in the NFL. Well, whether that's true or not is beyond the point. The fact that one of your peers came out and said, you are this, or you deserve this, I think means more to those guys than anything Absolutely. that any coach can say, any analyst can say. That's the most, that's the best compliment that those guys can get.
1: Well, and, and again, I, I, I'm, I'm happier for Dejounte today than I was yesterday. Hearing that, hearing him talk about you broke down and cried the the sense of relief or the excitement or whatever. However, you you, you know it hits you. It's like yeah, you yeah, I'm an all star and you know pop calls. We're talking about some other things. All right, coach. All right, uh, what? Uh, yeah, what? Yeah. And and you know you get the sense that that pop knew that too so while pop has said leading up to that he doesn't talk about it that you know it's it's not a conversation piece or whatever clearly pop knew the importance of that selection to one make sure he was the one that called him not have somebody else in the organization let him know not shoot him a text not let him see it on twitter not you know like pop wanted that moment which i appreciate Absolutely. You've got to appreciate that.
2: Pop does a pretty good job with point guards, right? Tony Parker, DeJounte Murray, that's a pretty good job and a couple of big names there. But I'm happy for DeJounte Murray. You know, coming into the draft, when he came into the draft, people were leery of him. They had heard things, that maybe he was a problem. Uh, his work ethic was not that great. I have never seen that from day one with DeJounte Murray. Yep. He came into this program with a chip on his shoulder, and he has worked his tail off to get to where he is today. And And I like to see people like that rewarded, and I'm very happy for DeJounte Murray.
1: Absolutely. Now, as we're here on Radio Row, a guy that I I'm I don't think he's here, because I saw a picture of him. Uh, how old is Jimmy Johnson? Seventy, whatever years old. Yeah, something like that. Dude posted a photo on Twitter earlier, yeah. shirtless on the on the water, holding Troy Aikman's eight beer.
2: I didn't need to see
1: that. No, but you know, when you <laughs> when you're seventy, to be able to do that, I, I mean, at what point do you get to the age where you don't give a damn? Well, he th- does anymore, obviously, right? But he still cares about a whole lot of things because you know, apparently, from the boat while having a couple of eights he called into the herd with, with Colin Cowherd. And even though he's, you know, getting all the accolades from, from Jerry Jones now, he told Colin today that Jerry just refuses to admit that he's ever wrong.
11: Well, yeah, Jerry, he doesn't ever want to admit that he's wrong, you know. And so he's going to hang with whoever, Jason Garrett or whoever, and try to make it work. And, you know, I think he, he really values the talent on that team such that he feels like McCarthy can be successful and he can improve, especially with Dan Quinn and uh, with Kellen Moore with the assistance that he's got.
1: You know, it's interesting because he did stick with Jason Garrett long time. Ten years, too long. Yeah. Right? (laughs) But there's a lot of other coaches that he didn't. I mean, Dave Campo, mistake, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the other guy? I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, Chan Gailey. Yeah. 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 That dude at one point was head coach of America's team. That guy. Uh, You're right. Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips, yeah. You know, Jason Garrett is the only one that he's really stuck with. Well, I think Jason Garrett was – he really liked Jason
2: Garrett. They had a good relationship, and I think – and you you would know that. I mean, somebody you feel comfortable with, somebody you like a lot, you maybe give them a little more rope than you would give somebody else that you're not as close to. And I think that's what happened with Jerry Jones. But I don't think that happens with Mike McCarthy. I don't um, either. You know, He's going to give him this, this year coming up. And I, I believe it's Super Bowl or bust. I really do believe it's Super Bowl or bust. And if he does not take the Cowboys to the promised land,
1: he's done. Super Bowl next year is in Arizona. Yes. Just saying. It is. is, And that is also Cowboys country. So, I mean, there's an opportunity there. And and you're right. And you know what? Quite frankly, I hope the hell that Mike McCarthy feels that pressure. He has to. it's Super Bowl or bust. You know, because Dan Quinn is there. You know, Sean Payton is going to be available. By the way, I watched that Sean Payton movie the other night on the recommendation of Joe Reinagle. Yes. It's not bad, but if you've got other things to watch, watch that.
2: No, you've got to see this because he, you know what I got out of it. Sean Payton is
1: a jerk. Well, <laughs> I mean, okay, yes. You were surprised by that? Yes, I can't believe that. It's I was shocking. I was. I mean, if Kevin James and
2: you have to assume that he played that part like that, I, I mean, he's a jerk. So that's what I got out of it. Now maybe he's changed. I don't know. Perhaps I'm not sure. But I think that Super Bowl win went to his head, and he was—he's a typical coach, right? He sunk his entire life yep. into being a coach. But when he was suspended, and did what he did with this movie's all about, he was a jerk.
1: Well, I mean, he—he—he he, the, the he was movie. a jerk, dude. He got suspended. You think he's coaching those little kids wearing all his Saints gear?
2: He I, I was, mean, or Kevin yeah, James yeah, was. You know,
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, it was—it's. And again, there—I think there are a lot of liberties in, in in that movie. I don't think that Sean Payton. Rolled back into his office, moved the Lombardi Trophy out of the way to put the Little League Trophy up. Probably,
2: I mean, probably not. But the way he treated his assistant in the first part of that movie and that poor is girl. probably true. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. 100%. So, and and that wasn't very nice. Okay. It, it,
1: it was. I'm surprised that John Payton signed off on that. To to be honest, exactly. What and he's in the movie.
2: Well, a very quick cameo. Yeah, yeah very yeah. quick cameo, but. You know, maybe if you're going to make a movie about you know a part of your life, which he did, you want it to be accurate, right? Transparent. So I think that's what he was thinking. But you know, that's kind of what I was. That's what I was most surprised about in that movie. And it was a funny movie. Kevin James is funny, but what what really surprised me was the the attitude of Sean Payton. Yeah, I think he's Bill Belichick, you know, junior.
1: I don't know if it's that far, but I think most coaches are that way, and I got to believe at one point, Jimmy Johnson, what was that way? Now, one of the things that is going to be one of those off-season discussions. And we will get into it quite a bit in the weeks to come as you get ready for free agency because the Dallas Cowboys do have a ton of decisions to make. Now, right now you're hearing a lot about is it going to be DeMarcus or is it going to be Randy Gregory. And, you know, it's that time of year where Stephen Jones, who, you know, He plays bad cop to Jerry Jones being good cop when it comes to we're going to have to make some tough decisions because he's the one that spends more time negotiating with all the agents and working out the contracts. Jimmy Johnson was asked by the Herd, what would you do with Zeke Elliott?
11: Yeah, I I think with his contract, it's going to be difficult to deal him. It's going to be difficult to release him, and they've got to live with him. But you're right, uh, Pollard was a better running back most weeks uh, this year. Um, the other thing is, you know, you talk about the tight end, you know, whether or not they can keep him or not, probably not. Uh, and then you talk about Cooper, you know, Amari Cooper is the best route runner they have, the yes. most dependable receiver they have when he's healthy. Uh, CD Lamb just wasn't utilized enough, like in in the uh, last game yeah. they lost. He was only targeted a couple of times. You got one of the more exciting receivers in the entire league, and you don't target it. You throw to a tight end that's going to give you ten yards. Uh, so there were some issues, especially there, you know, in that last ball game.
1: It ain't Zeke; it's Kellen. That's what I heard.
2: That's not what you heard. That's not what you heard. You heard that Tony Pollard is the better running back. That's what you heard from Jimmy Johnson.
1: But again, though, what I'm also hearing is what we've been saying with his contract, what do you do? You're you're, you're kind of stuck with that for a year. You switch
2: roles. How about that? You switch roles, maybe. Maybe Pollard is the lead back and Zeke comes in to relieve it. Look... Zeke Elliott, since he got his contract, has not been the same Zeke Elliott that nope. was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Not at all. That is a, that is a fact. And any, even the most diehard Cowboy uh, fans, one hundred percent agree, that. right? So, but then I want to look when he says that C.D. Lamb wasn't utilized enough. Yes, part of that is Kellen Moore, but do not let Dak Prescott off the hook because part of that is his problem too.
1: I I, I don't disagree with you, but. When you look at the schemes and the way that offense is running, we even talked about it with Troy Aikman last week. A lot of it, it's the schemes and what they're trying to do within the offense. And, you know, it's it's one thing, like after we had that conversation, a local high school coach and I were talking, and he was like, you know, when you see this guy might be open, and yeah, it might look like you could throw it over there and, and get something out of that. But if all you're blocking and everything else is set up for some other play, you have to stick with that play. And I was like, but, Coach, I mean, if he's one-on-one right over there, don't I throw it to him and get an easy eight? If he makes a man miss, a lot of people are going. And he was like, yeah, but you don't even know what that guy's going to be doing on that play because he might look open, but because he knows what the offense is, maybe he doesn't run a a a route that you're seeing well just throw it to him over there uh it's a lot more complicated than it needs to be and i said well shouldn't it be a little bit more simple then because you know if we drew that stuff up in the street we'd be scoring all day that's when dak prescott says hey he calls the audible they
2: talk about this right or he he motions out to cd lamb or whatever he's doing and they know Because that's what Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin did. That's what Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey do. So that's what Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb need to do. So get out your rocking chair, pat Dak on the back, give him his pacifier,
1: and... Let him go to sleep. Dude, he doesn't need to go to sleep. He, he needs to, he needs to wake up from the nap and, and ready to go. Cowboy
2: fans coddle Dak Prescott like I've never seen any NFL quarterback coddled in my entire life.
1: He is on Twitter, at Joe Ken Yes, he is. The Miz is going to body slam that crap coming up next <laughs> here on The Blitz from Radio Row in Los Angeles.
0: Predict a perfect score and win $50,000. We want more money. Presented by yeah. Deets Tractor. Guess now and win at sasportstar.com. dot
1: Bring that ass back like a boom, 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 boom. Welcome back to the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. In L.A. on Radio Aurora, A.A. Best Bay Bonds. Big game coverage continues. He's Joe Eagle.
3: I'm Jason Minnix. He's the Miz. I am the Miz. <laughs> you are the Miz. <laughs> I am the Miz. Are you sure? I, I sometimes have to check my ID. It doesn't say Miz. It says Michael Mizanin, but then I see the Miz in there, and I'm like, oh, I must be the Miz.
2: Dude, you you look sharp. I mean, you dressed up for this. I okay. did
3: dress up for this occasion. Really A three-piece did. suit. Don't mind if I do. I flew in. Wow. From Denver, Colorado, because we had Monday Night Raw last night, and uh, flew in in this suit and then came right here, and obviously you guys just woke up out of bed and came here.
1: Dude, it's 6.30 at night, but you know, the beautiful (laughs) thing about that is they hand out deodorant over there from Old Spice for a reason. They realize it's a uh, convention center full of dudes that are wearing the clothes from yesterday. Yes, they are, except
3: for me. Except for you. (laughs) Uh, Although, dude, it's your shoes, man. It's got to be the shoes. Uh, My wife got me some Louboutins, so I have to wear them. (laughs) It's like, you're going To look nice you're gonna look nice on radio row i'm like babe no one and on radio row well, you don't see the people you just hear them well
1: uh, well that's it although i've noticed since you've been out here you know like a lot of guys are wearing their nikes and their kicks guys notice that all the ladies love your shoes yeah exactly that's that's, that's uh my wife knows that's what
2: well she's played. doing
3: that's a that's a vet move thank you
2: yeah absolutely yeah. tell us a little bit about what's going on i mean you are
3: an exciting dude to watch oh thank you Either yeah way. we actually have wrestlemania coming to dallas so it's very close to where you guys are right, at yep, right. uh, if you want to drive on up April 1st, 2nd, 3rd and 4th is basically an entire week, so on Friday we have Friday Night Smackdown at the American Airlines Arena in Dallas uh, then you have Wrestlemania which is our big, like, kind of like Super Bowl World Series, NBA Finals this is what we have, we have the Wrestlemania and it's the most interactive with a crowd audience uh, it's April 2nd and 3rd, Saturday and Sunday you're not going to want to miss it, it's a two day event, uh, tickets are still Available if you want to watch it live, uh, you can stream it on Peacock, and uh, it's something to be remembered. And then on the fourth, we have Monday Night Raw, which is at the American Airlines Arena. So it's an entire just collection of a weekend that you're not going to want to miss. When you look at who's the guy you hate the most right now, right now. Uh, I think uh maybe well last last night Rey Mysterio really uh, angered me who is yeah. a WWE legend. Right. One of the best in the ring, one of the best technicians. I just can't stand how, you know, underhanded tactics, right? Yeah. We've seen bad guys do underhanded tactics, uh-huh. but when good guys like Rey Mysterio does an underhanded tactic, he's applauded for it. He's he's <laughs> praised for it. But if someone like myself does something that's underhanded, I am called a cheater. Did he trip you? Exactly. And he and he was apl- and was people applauded him. Yeah. And said, great job, Ray. We love you for it. Not a happy person about that.
1: Well, I mean, you don't have instant replay?
3: You can't have them go back and look and say the officials suck? Yeah. I mean, in the NFL, you have instant replay. It doesn't really work that well, does uh, it? True. True. Very, <laughs> so, very true. I mean.
1: <laughs> you know, and, and you go from there. All right. So he's who you hate today because of what happened last night in, in Denver. But when you guys are traveling around, who's the one guy you really – personally just can't stand forget the storylines but who's the guy that you just hate when you have to deal with them on the road
3: i mean yeah, honestly i i drive kind of by myself uh-huh. um, i kind of like to have that time to just you know relax a little bit cuz my life is very hectic it's non-stop yeah. between WWE and our show Miz and Misses yeah. on the USA Network i don't know if you knew yeah. about that show but yeah we have a reality show my wife and i that, that starts airing in june and that is a lot of work it's a lot of uh, you might just think oh it's just cameras and you're just filming your life no it's like we 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 need cameras around you know our kids you know trying to be the best dad and parent i could possibly be so i really don't have time for all that drama and try to find like if there's someone that aggravates me i literally don't even I didn't pay attention to that. That's a good idea. And honestly, most people will say it's me. I'm the person <laughs> that nobody likes. How did
2: you get into wrestling? Was that something you always wanted to
3: do? As a kid growing up, you know, you never could. Think that you could become a WWE superstar. I mean, yeah, when I was a kid, my heroes were like Ultimate Warrior, yeah. Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. They were larger than life, six, seven of pure solid muscle. How am I going to be able to do that? And once I got on a show called The Real World mm-hmm. on MTV, mm-hmm. I started realizing, you know, maybe if I if I set my mind to it, maybe I can do something like that. Cause when I was in Ohio, when I was in Parma, it's like, you go to college after college, you go back to Cleveland, Ohio, and you just live your life. You find a job, you find a family that you do for the rest of your life. But once I got in the real world, it kind of took me out of that, that, that spiral and it kind of brought me to say you know what i want to be a WWE superstar i'm gonna set out to do it i moved to los angeles started doing a wrestling school acting classes improv classes everything i thought that could help me you know i needed all tools i could possibly get to become a WWE superstar and then a couple years later i got my opportunity and you know, some people say it's like when opportunity and preparation presents itself. That's that's luck.
1: He is WWE superstar, The Miz, joining us here on the Blitz in LA for uh, Super Bowl Radio Row. Now, obviously, you're an athlete. Thank you. But yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you, but growing up, yeah, I mean, you did. Did you wrestle in high school? I in, did. In I played I,
3: basketball, baseball, football. I swam here. I was captain of the cross country team. Captain of the baseball team too. Uh, but no wrestling in high school no wrestling in high school. I, I mean but you played everything else i'm a big else. amateur wrestling fan to be honest i like i like the the i love what wwe is you know i love just the entertainment the larger than life characters the soap opera like storylines you know and then the athleticism uh it's just unmatched than than anything out there you know, when we, we watch wrestling, and I, I love wrestling and, and, and the
2: storylines and all of that stuff, and the, the bad guys and the good guys and all that stuff, but you guys really are athletes who
3: put your bodies on the line each and every night. I mean, we have, we've had NFL players, we've had, uh, you know, Olympic Olympians come into WWE and literally just not be able to do yeah. it because of the, the, the pain and the, the hardships it, it takes to become. Like, it's not easy like people look at it like i I remember when i did dancing with the stars Uh (laughs) and uh and i was like oh i should be able to pick this up i go to weddings i can do a body roll (laughs) Uh i can entertain (laughs) the crowd i'll be able to do this i walked in there thinking i was going to be able to cha-cha everyone out of their socks and literally once you start learning the cha-cha you realize oh these are trained professionals like you need to train at this it takes years to get to that level it's the same thing with every sport you just don't pick it up like some people have that God-given talent where it's like they pick up a football and can throw it a mile, you know what I mean? But, you know, with wrestling, with any type of sport, with anything that you want to pursue, with, with radio, yeah. You, yeah, you don't just pick this up and it's like, oh, guess what, everyone, blah, blah, you, know? <laughs> you need to work at it. You need to work at something that you do, and that's what we do. Well, thank you for
2: saying that, because a lot of people might say that we just sat down here yeah. one day and started doing this. I don't no, know. you so. have to have a
3: rapport. You have to have chemistry. You have to get your points. You have to get your timing. Uh, there's so much things that go involved with radio. I've done so many radio shows that I kind of – Yeah, well, you, <laughs> you know how it is. I mean, you realize, all right. got to have the voice. He,
1: well, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, he's got the face for radio, so I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfect. The Miz joining us here on Radio Roads, Super Bowl. You're from Ohio. Do I ask who you're rooting for in this thing? <laughs> who do you think? I I, I don't know. LA? I, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go, well, I mean, look, you're from Ohio. You live in LA now, or at least moved to LA.
3: Yeah. Uh, so uh, people are like, you know, since, since Cincinnati's from Ohio. Are you are you <laughs> rooting for them? It's like, no. If anything, I'm rooting against them. Anyone in the AFC North that is in the Super Bowl, I am rooting against, unless you're the Browns. I am a huge ah. Cleveland Browns fan. And uh, I just honestly... So I met Sean uh Sean McVay mm-hmm. probably about 4 years ago before he was the coach of the Rams uh I was at a gym and he ended up being there we ended up working out together and I and I just couldn't help but feel this energy from him and it was like it made me want to work harder and I barely knew, I I just met him like yeah. and we just you know kind of started talking there and I was like wow this guy now he's going to be the head coach of the Rams. Like, if this guy can motivate me, this guy's going to be able to motivate anybody. And then the memory on this guy is absolutely incredible. It is. Untouchable. And then you add on, like, an Aaron Donald, a Vaughn Miller, all the, the talent that the Rams have. I mean, I honestly think it's going to be a blowout. I honestly can't wait to just watch the commercials and the <laughs> halftime show because I think this game isn't going to be fun to watch. Like, Burrow is going to be running around. And granted, he is great under pressure. There's no doubt he has weapons. But, man, that that, that defensive front is going to be something to watch. <laughs> Poor Burrow, man. Don't you think he'd make a good wrestler, though? I mean, he's oh a God. cocky dude. He's so, so, like such a swagger and moxie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He'd be great yeah. in WWE. He'd be so much fun. <laughs> what about the, the, the cocky kicker they have? Uh, McPherson? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like him too. Honestly, I, li- I like any player that has a little. You know, it's funny. We say it's cocky. Well, I say it's personality. Right. Well, well, What's see, wrong with having a little personality? No, and a little I confidence.
1: I, I, I like hockey and confidence, not arrogance, and yeah. and, there, and
3: there is a difference. Well, you're talking to a person who's very arrogant <laughs> and not being in WWE. But, but you do very well doing that. <laughs> Thank so you that's very good. much. Yes. That's good. But honestly, I, I do love like a person with personality. Like Some people don't like OBJ. Yeah, I watch him, and I'm entertained oh, by him. Yeah. And he was a Cleveland Brown, and now he's in the Super Bowl, and I'm still rooting for him because I just, I don't know, I just enjoy it. I enjoy a good personality. Well, we enjoy a
1: good personality, too. This has been fun. The Miz, thank and you. again, WrestleMania 38, coming up in Arlington, April 2nd and 3rd from AT&T. Stadium tickets are available. It's a short drive up from uh, San Antonio, or you can watch it on Peacock. The Miz, this was awesome, man. Thank, thank, you, thank you, Appreciate it. Are you going
2: to get another shot at Mysterio, though?
1: Uh, probably uh, Someday, someway,
2: somehow, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I hope so. Talk about arrogant, man. That dude needs what's coming to him. Oh, yeah.
3: Triple. Right, oh, yeah. Kick his ass.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll do some. i question finale for him. <laughs> Thanks for joining Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. The Miz here on Radio Row in Los Angeles. As he's walking away, I have no idea. (laughs) It's one of those. I'm not a wrestling guy. Right, you know, Michael Jimenez is tracking him down as we speak, trying to get, I don't know, is he going to make out with him, do a selfie? He's got a bucket list. I don't know if the Miz was on the bucket list, but he is now because he could say, I checked it off the bucket list. But he's recording something with him. I don't know what oh, the hell wow. he's doing.
2: Okay, well, hey, I don't know. You know, if if Michael can get something done that he wants to get done
1: to check off his list, then so be it. Well, and again, and she's sitting four tables away just by herself right now in and- He's with the Miz. Oh. Something about Michael and his bucket list that <laughs> that that is that is working. It's our A.A. Best Bail Bonds big game coverage from Radio Row in Los Angeles, brought to you in part by Nearside App, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. Back to wrap up the show as we figure out what we're doing tonight in Los Angeles.
8: Hey guys, it's Rudy Jay. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports tomorrow morning, 7 till 10. On San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM.
1: It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle, I'm Jason Menix in Los Angeles, our A.A. Best Bail Bonds. Radio Row coverage continues. Brought to you in part by Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds, Texas Cheer Liquor, and the Nearside app. Dude, what a show! It's been a good show, but man, you know what? just get ready for tomorrow. I can't wait for tomorrow. I mean, you, you think about tomorrow. As I look at the schedule, it starts with six thirty a.m. Call to a station in Portland. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, you'll be all right tomorrow. Ryan Leaf will join us at uh, four thirty. Ryan Leaf, Ryan wow. Leaf, okay, who's become a really good friend. I'm yeah. very proud uh, of Ryan. Super Agent Lee Steinberg is joining us at five. Aaron Taylor, Darren Ravel is going to be on, and Michael Irvin. Now. <laughs> So, you know, Michael Irvin and I go way back. Yeah. Right? He's doing one interview on Radio Row. Yeah. One. Uh-huh. One. This station. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have saw him on Pat McAfee today. I did. He zoomed in from his hotel. He did. Well, Michael Irvin's going to be at this table tomorrow. Yes, he is. Now, it's kind of in the middle of the day. So, I got it on schedule. We're going to play it at 530. Okay. But we also get Emmett later in the week. Right. So we're going to be good teammates. And let, we are. And let Rob and Rudy talk to uh, Michael Irvin. See, and what's going to happen is they're going to get done at 8 tomorrow morning, L.A. Right. time. Yeah. They're going to come home and they're going to sleep right through it, like the test. Ah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's gonna, because tonight is going to be one of those kind of nights.
2: Do you honestly, I you know, I don't know, Rob is uh, pretty adamant about Michael Irvin. And so I'm not sure that he's going to sleep through
1: that. Even uh, if I'm, even if he is cranky and tired. Rob, with the opportunity to talk with Michael Irvin tomorrow, probably won't sleep tonight. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I know Rudy won't. When we were in Oxnard at uh, Jerry Jones's party, yeah. there's two stories. And, Rob, if you want to grab some headphones, because you tell this story a hell of a lot better than I do. I mean, Rudy just wanted to meet Michael Irvin. And right. He, and he got to meet Michael Irvin. That's awesome. Rob, who has met Michael Irvin a couple times, sees the playmaker sitting at the bar, standing at the bar. And, of course, I mean, he's never alone or around. And Rob is like, well, I'm going to go say hi to Michael. I know him. Right. What happened?
4: Do we really want to bring this up? <laughs> uh, it's all yeah. friends, man. It's Some of stuff. us want to bring it up. I, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. <laughs> Because it doesn't help my argument to have Urban Tomorrow. So my memory is very different than maybe yours. We, Michael, I thought we were buds. I thought we were, I thought we had, I thought we had a, a connection. Uh-huh. I had shaken his head. I'd talked to him, I think, some total hours. Yes. We've had conversations. i talked to him more than some of my family over the years. Yeah. He, he didn't know me. He kind of well, no, he didn't know me. But he well, was well, so excited to see us.
2: What made you think he didn't know you?
4: <laughs> he looked at him the like, "Who are you?" He looked at me like, and looked around me looking for his handler. And uh, another groupie, huh? Well, you, you could tell there was a glimmer like this guy might have fixed my car. Like, you know, Got you. He yes. There's somewhere in my life I've met him, and he looked at me like, "What are you doing here?" Because it was in another context. I, it it hurt it really did. Yeah. so tomorrow maybe we'll make
1: amends yeah well and, and that's why we need to do this because when i saw michael it was like well, we're old friends and, right right know.
4: well we're all gonna be together
1: yeah we're all gonna be here you know but they they're gonna interview we okay all right okay now here's the thing though i mean in you know radio row scheduling you know you, you schedule it like a doctor's office and you hope you stay on time Absolutely. Knowing, knowing that Michael's coming for supposedly ten minutes, we blocked off thirty minutes. Yes, I mean we might have a host changeover in the middle of the it's interview, very possible. You know, like 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 it's a NASCAR pit crew, <laughs> and, and, and Michael would never know. <laughs> like, he'll get excited. He'll so just turn back and like, yeah. Were you the same guy? Ah <laughs> no, man, we That's went it, right? from mornings to afternoons, just like that.
2: <laughs> I hope we give Michael a lot of slack. On his uh, his uh, headset there because he gets passionate. Oh yeah, I love that about that guy. Well, so we're going to have to ask him some good questions, or Rob and Rudy are going well, to have to ask, ask him some good questions. How we know each
4: other, first of all? I'm going to see if he remembers me mowing his yard, <laughs> <laughs> walking his dog. Like, bruh, I don't know what you're doing here, but you're in my way. Uh, you know, Mr. Irvin, Michael, Buh, dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that was a, that was one of the more embarrassing moments. In my professional career, that was tough on the ego. It really it? was. Yeah. Because there were other times that Michael and I, we've seen each other and like hugged. like camp. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, and you know, I was hoping everybody around saw that. And then we're in like a casual atmosphere and he had no, <laughs> none, none at all. And you know, he's, he's, he's a, in great shape yeah
6: mm-hmm.
4: every time i'm around him i'm just amazed how good he he's kept himself together he's just a good dude but it, well he's hey, turning into I, an I, old I'm dude gonna... get off my lawn yeah <laughs> he's a, he's <laughs> I, hang, hang
1: on hang on our producer is about to have a fit uh-oh we've got fandango codes to give oh, away for death on the nile wow what was michael Over's uh number there uh james fletcher <laughs> Did i believe it was one me? You you're, you're going to text me 9 times. like, get to it. You you just keep blowing up. Don't forget that. Dude, uh, there's only 88. No, I'm kidding. There's there's <laughs> <Color> only 8. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for
4: not doing 9. What's wrong with 9? Because he does it every well, time. See, you got to understand the higher the number, the more that your producer has to work. So sometimes <laughs>
1: we
2: lob a little hangar across the How about Gary
1: Hulgebum? Call her (laughs) 14. Well, that's why
2: I got in trouble because I did that. And I said, like, I don't remember the number I threw out,
4: but everybody, oh, that's like four times through. And I'm like, well, I don't know these things, That's right? Every now and then when you want to make sure your producer's awake, you do something like that so they have to answer a few phones. Well, absolutely.
2: And that's what I want Pledge to do because he
1: wants to work. Yeah, but it's also, you know. Oh, well, I got from enough work going time. on this
5: week. Yeah, he's, and, he has got work. Out. <laughs> let, let me hear
1: those phones ring, man. Let me let me
4: let me hear them ring. Death the, on the Nile. This is a great movie, by the way. A remake of Agatha Christie. It's going to be a worthy. So, caller I, I number I, eight. That's easy. You easy, already got eight. Right? Yeah, all
1: right. All right. Where are you at, Pledge? Uh, how, many, how many answers? Uh, how many calls do you have? My yeah, you next one's the winner. There we go. I uh, hope you die right. quickly. So, caller, next one, you are going to be the winner. Pleasure saying, I don't care what the hell the host says is the first one I decide yeah. to ask. <laughs> right. That's exactly
2: what yeah, That's a great point because is. we wouldn't know. We could say caller 15 and he's the first one. He could say, oh, well, we have a winner. We're in studio. We do
4: know. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we see the calls. But
2: when come. we're
1: out here, we have no clue. Yep. All right, Pledge, <laughs> what, what are we doing on time? He's about right, to you, show are you, you are the are you? countdown. Uh, well, well, look at this. My world clock thing has stopped at 451.40. <laughs> All right, you're giving me a countdown. That means we got to go uh, R&R tomorrow morning, hopefully bright and early from L.A. Yeah.